the Ron and Fez show starts right now. I just don't, uh, I don't get why the the time that I, I did on the LNA show today shouldn't, you know, be pushed into this show and then I get out a little early. It seemed like that would be the fairest thing to do. You start early and early. Or else you get into time and a half. That's what I'm looking forward to. Hey, we on? Hey, it's Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, and that's it. Uh, coming up a little later on in the show today, uh, we're talking with somebody that might be replacing Eastside Dave, and that's Mrs. Joan Rivers. Does she call get called Miss Joan Rivers? Fez yes, she does. How come? Um, How come some people get the miss and others don't? I think it's our country's version of Dame. Okay. Like Dame Judy Dent. That's good. In England. I think what we do is... We, we don't honor enough here. We don't right. have sirs. We don't have American sirs. And uh, I guess they would be ladies. The dames are ladies or are they just dames? I think they're just dames. Well, then why... They do have ladies, right? They have ladies and, of course, they have princesses. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about what regular people get. Yeah. Regular, like, Dame Judy Dench wasn't born a dame. You get that. Just like Sir Mick Jagger. Which, by the way, you're going to make uh, Mick Jagger a sir and not fucking Keith Richards? Okay, let's take a look at Mick's solo albums. That's all I'm saying. Let's work. Be proud. Uh, so my point is, Fez, we have nothing to honor here. And Miss is what we use? Miss is what we come up with. You get it with a lot of Broadway stars, like a Miss Betty Buckley? She's Miss Betty Buckley? Yeah. I didn't know that. She's usually Miss Betty Buckley, especially when she's doing anything Broadway. Uh, what do you mean, when she's doing anything Broadway? Where else does she work? Fucking eight is enough? Well, she did that uh, happening movie from M. Night Shyamalan. I forgot about that. She was the crazy old lady in that. Uh, but her big Broadway... This has nothing to do with Joan Rivers. Miss Joan Rivers. Miss Joan Rivers. And I do. I miss her. Uh, so we'll um, have that on a little later on in the show today. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. The uh, I just got an email. Maybe I'll go over and look at this email. I will do, Fezzi, I'm going to say to you uh, the same thing that Bill Walton said to me. Would you fill time while I look up this email? Sure. Which I thought was fucking just hysterical. By the way, yesterday, I don't think there's ever been a time that I go, I wish we would have had TV cameras uh, more than uh, yesterday. Because the Bill Walton dancing around with her own Pepper Hicks, funniest shit I've ever seen. Uh, this was uh, says uh, from Aaron. says, uh, I was just wondering, Ron, because I don't remember you ever sounding sentimental uh, before about other producers. Apparently, the other day when I was talking about Dave leaving, I sounded sentimental. Um, and early on with Dave, I recall at the beginning, you always sound like you didn't think he was that funny. Well, I don't have a tendency to put people over. That's not my thing. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and try to tell the uh, fucking producers on the air, you could do it. Um I'm sure you found him somewhat funny, but when did you turn the corner? 
Aaron, first of all, you couldn't be dumber for even fucking playing. When did you start, Hulk Hogan, when did you decide that Macho Man was your friend and not your enemy? Um, for me, it was when he read his school poems. I was on the floor. Aaron, if you have any memory at all, remember we took his book and I read his fucking poems and then we yelled at him and, and taunted. Destroyed him, really. Yeah. Wanted to burn them. But that goes to show that he had that thing early on in life. So I don't know whether he heard when I was on with, uh, with Ant, but he's distraught about it as well. We're all mm -hmm. weirded out by it. And we can't get around to the thing that he's not doing this. Everyone thinks that he should be doing this. Even if he's not with us here, he should be doing this. That's the thing that's kind of... Here's the, the weird way that my ego always works. I always want the people to that work with me to go on and do great things. And then have to say later, oh, that's where I got my start. I like to be the Del Close of uh, radio. So, and it's, it is a situation where everyone's missing Dave. Yes, Vince. I should have explained that. That is the uh, the situation. All right, Ron and Fez show eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez Lakers Celtics last night, which would have to be today's first. Ichiban. The Ichiban, of course, means oh, we're not going to say. Uh, Lakers-Celtics, big game last night. Uh, Lakers win it. Did you watch the game at all? No, I did not see the game. This is where I've been, would be talking with Davy Mac. Uh, the thing about it is, it's really for a change in pro sports at the end. Two great teams, and it can still go either way. Although, uh, I think the every time that it's happened in history where the teams have been tied one win to one win, the team that wins the third game uh, wins it all. So the Celtics now have to battle back against history. Well, both teams were saying, I know both teams were saying we're not going back to L.A., that they, both teams want to finish this up in Boston. Well, it's, it would be unusual for a team to say we hope to lose one. Uh, over the next three games, we hope to lose at least one. You don't, you don't normally hear that out of teams. We'll spot them, sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, it would be like great if they reach putting money on it, but it's rare for a team to come out and say, I'd like to lose at least one game, two would be great, then be the comeback kid, and get everybody talking about me, that would be a way to roll, but who knows? We're fixing some of these games, actually. Some of these games, I want my brother to win cash on. Some of these games, uh, I'm ready to, to just fucking throw it out there. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Zero Fez. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said that Tony Kornheiser is terrible and doesn't know anything about sports. How do you hate Tony Kornheiser? Have him say shit about you. I think that's how you end up hating Tony Kornheiser. See, the thing is, like, we never watch ESPN and have Tony Kornheiser bring up our name and say how we're not getting it done. I mean, you could have Mother Teresa, and if you were just watching and Mother Teresa said, Oh, that Ron Bennington, uh, he just seems like he's not a closer. He doesn't get it done. I don't give a shit how many kids she would have hugged while that flies in her face. You'd be like, yeah, fuck you, Mother Teresa. 
you've never you've never gotten cock. How's that? So that's the big fucking beef. That, but here was the actual insult. He said uh, that he believed that Dennis Miller knew more about football, broadcasting football, than Kornheiser. Tony K, take it in the chops. That's fucking great. It is. Uh, and I'll tell you, I was, you know, the Aaron Rodgers thing, I know some people are just like, this guy's the next great quarterback. I haven't decided yet. Would you draft him in a fantasy pool? That's yeah, the I question. Would. All right. He's fucking, I forget who had him last year. I thought it might have been, I thought it might have been Scruffy had him. It might have been Scruffy, it might have been Mooch. Whoever had him got really good points out of him. So he's good on the fantasy front. Maybe Kornheiser should fucking consider that. What he should say is, look, he's a great fantasy player, but that's all. I don't know what he said about Aaron Rodgers. I think he said, you know, two A's in a row to start your name is fucking annoying. He probably got mistaken and accidentally called him Favre, which I'm sure Aaron Rodgers can't stand that, that word. Favre? Yeah. That, that's, him up. The, that's the F word to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't know whether it's because he's a Favre fan or not. I have nothing, uh, you know, about it, but... Um, so in this, you're picking Tony K? I'm going with Tony K on this one. Hicks, what about you? Oh, give me Rodgers. Jesus Christ. I can fucking compare him to uh, fucking... Uh... <laughs> I was... <laughs> oh, Dennis Miller? Dennis you Miller, yeah. Couldn't even remember it? I couldn't, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to take Will Bond, because he's actually my favorite. And sometimes I'll just yell out, Will Bond. When I'm watching the show, I'll just yell out, Will Bond to myself. Even if it's not fucking... Pardon the interruption? Uh, no, I've actually uh, yelled it out during different strokes. Oh, shit. I like yelling it out. Uh, did you see uh, the Coke dealer in the fucking chair today? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. What's this guy's name? I forget. Uh, Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas. Yeah. I saw the documentary on those guys. I think Frank Lucas was kind of the old school guy, and then the other guy was very flashy, 70s pimps. But, Hicks, they had taken over, Coke dealers had taken over New York in the 70s like it was a fucking Batman movie. Oh, it must have been awesome back then. Holy shit. It was awesome, but you grew up in what, what age? Uh, the late 80s and early 90s. Okay. So the 80s was your time of, like, elementary school? Uh, yeah, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, yeah, right around there. Because if you would have grown up in the late 70s... You would have said to your mom every day, I'm going to school or I'm going to get killed. I'm not sure which it's going to be. Dodging straight bolts. Yeah, they were out of their fucking minds back then. Well, they're incredibly flashy and just fucking... Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? Getting ready for World Cup that starts this weekend. Uh, the team doctor for the Argentina team has allowed the Argentines to have sex. Mm. During the tournament. That's yeah. I heard that about, a, I guess, a week or two ago. It came after the England thing. And it wasn't a matter of we're allowed. They've always been allowed. Oh, okay. Uh, and England, they're actually setting up some kind of pal talk camera on their TV so that the coaches can watch them at night to make sure they're not fucking. It's almost like it's some sort of sorority that they're in. They can have their significant others over you know, to meet with them after the games. and in this, the is old, this is old school. This is like boxing has always done this. Uh, they would always say, weakens the legs. 
Oh, okay. I, and I don't know how long the distance is. Like, if you don't have a game for a couple of days. No, the whole time that you're doing it, you don't have sex. You do, you keep your essentialness. That's um, Raging Bull. After he was fucking, then he would get up and he would pour ice water on his cock. He just, they, they would always think coming weakens a man. They'll keep the jizz inside of you. Keep the jizz inside, score a goal. I think this plays in our favor. They're really going to be pent up even more than usual, the English. Yeah, well, that's the point. You come in angry, and you come in ready to play, and you've got all that extra energy. Because, like, with a boxer, you want a boxer going, this is the man who's keeping me from drinking beer, eating cake, and fucking. The three things anybody wants to do in life. Is there other things besides that? I don't know. I, I guess there's pie, but, you know, you're always going to need a napkin then. Um here is uh, Mac, Mac, Arizona. Hey, I'd have to say if that uh, theory was true, Fez, you'd be the best athlete in the world. You, you and Earl have gone long distances, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially with any sort of medication that plays into it, too. But you said even before that you were never a big masturbator. No, no. It just, it, uh, I actually, sometimes I like, it feels like I have to remember to masturbate. And you've gone long distances with uh, nothing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've gone weeks and weeks. They weeks. say bad for the prostate. Oh, okay. But, but why do you take it as a negative? Because I just had a prostate exam last week, and they did blood work, and I, they were supposed to mail the results to me. Well, just wait for it to come in. Well, they didn't mail them. That's a good sign that when they mail it in. Well, I went home yesterday, and I have a voicemail. The doctor wants me to come in and see him. Uh -oh. Where I was supposed to just get... Now, by supposed to, what do you mean there? Supposed to. Supposed to. Oh, okay. To get, you know, the lab results of the PSA, I think it's called. All right. Uh... But now he wants to see me, and I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even bother calling him back because I was like a nervous wreck. I don't want to talk to him on the phone now. Just live your life out for whatever days you have left. You thinking it's bad news? Uh, yeah, because I actually filled out the envelope to get the test results sent to me. Oh, and they should have been here by now. I did this uh, during vacation. They should have been here by now, and then I get the phone call. Huh. Well. And the doctor would like to uh, have you come back into the office. That would actually help us work out this Dave thing. It can't be good news. Mm. Um, Where I want to take time out of my day and have you come down here and talk to me. Look, Fez, please, do me a favor. Don't even worry about this. Hicks, get ABC on the phone and say, I got an idea for a movie. I'm calling it Fezzy's Song. Got it. I am going to fucking give a monologue that's going to have every strap hanger out there crying. Every fucking room in America will be bawling. Anyway, what were you saying? That my prostate may be in danger. I wouldn't worry about it. In the meantime, I'd love to have your Batman stuff for my niece and nephew. All right, I'm not going to start giving away my things, willing them away, although... At what, do you got, what, do you got a fucking pyramid? You're going to take everything with you into the next life? The cat's going to be in there scratching at you? You can mummify it. All right, good idea. Mummify 
And at my young age, prostate cancer is very, very deadly as opposed to someone, you know, much, much older. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're like, if you get into your 70s and 80s, it's almost like it's, you get it like you're going to get a cold. It's just, you're just I had no get, idea of any of this. Yeah, you're just going to get it anyway. But if you get it, you know, like me, late 20s, early 30s, it, it's just devastating. Oh, I had no idea about this. Uh, Dan, Albany, do you have a... Uh, Ronnie, if I knew what that meant. But uh, rookie pitching phenom, Steven Strasburg, the Washington Nationals, 14 strikeouts yesterday in his premiere. Unbelievable, right? I loved it. It was great. The kid's nasty. Four pitches that are just... It's disgusting. And how old is this kid? I have no idea. He's a youngster, though, right? Oh, yeah, Definitely. Uh, I want to get an age on him. Uh, hey, Ronnie. Yeah, it's 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 sad that he's pitching in a, in a non-baseball town, though. Oh, they got they got another big uh, draft pick that they go with Bryce Harper. His name is. Yeah. He just picked up too. So I mean, the team's going to turn around, and the police was packed yesterday for him. So that's 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 actually good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. He's about to turn 22. Wow. All right, Ronnie. And, and Harper's even younger, I believe, right? Wouldn't that be something if D.C. is suddenly Baseball Central? I would love it. Well, the fucking whole stadium was losing its shit when he was fucking playing. I mean, the guy was fucking blowing up the fucking crowd. Uh, Dennis, Yonkers, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, boys? Fezzy, love you, buddy. Um, maybe the doctor just wants you to uh, start spanking more, and that's something that he'd feel uncomfortable putting in writing. Jot it down. Put it in an envelope. Send it out. Well, you don't want to deliver bad news in the mail. Yeah, exactly. That's what I... And it isn't even a case of, hey, call the doctor, where he wants to even talk to me about it on the phone. This is, let's no, calm down. They don't talk to you on the phone anymore. When they got any kind of news like that, it's face-to-face. -face. Like a who thing. Face-to-face. -face. Um, when are you going? I haven't made an appointment to go back in. You just don't, you'd rather not know? I like that idea. That's how I am about doctors. You got nothing to say to me, I got nothing to say to you. Uh, Bill, you're on Fez. Yeah, I was just uh, saying that that Bryce Harper kid's only 17. He, uh, he graduated high school early and uh, went number one draft. They're expecting him up there in about three years, they're saying. And you never know. Maybe he'll come up and catch this uh, Strasburg kid before he even gets off to the fucking, um, you know, off to that... Being the king of D.C. Make him look like a fucking asshole. Yeah. What, are you upset about this thing? Don't even worry about it. You go in, you find out whatever. Don't sit there and get yourself a wreck over this, Fezzy. What I did... Uh, you don't enjoy your life anyway. Well, what happened yesterday when I heard the voicemail mm -hmm. is I kept playing it over and over again just to try to see if there was a tone in the receptionist's voice. Um, speaking of which... Did you go online yesterday and look up the Drano in your toilet thing? No, I didn't. Even though people called the show and told you it was dangerous. Right. Why wouldn't you look that up? I, I, I put it on my list to do, and I didn't do it. I didn't get you, it done. What do you do? Leave the list behind? So I went and looked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's insane what you're doing. That stuff could fucking... It, it has gas pockets that could be in your pipes. It's not made for the type of thing that you're doing... It could all explode, and those vapors aren't supposed to be going up into your ass. 
You gotta press the. If I did this to myself, through you my Drano'd your asshole from my overuse of Drano. Drano poisoning. Oh great! I'll never be able to explain that. Is there a lot of bleeding? Um. Occasional. You'll see if all you gotta do is, is Google Drano in uh, toilets, and they tell you just all over the internet not to do it. I figured it was all the same pipes. You shit in the sink too? Um, guys, don't even give this other thing a worry. They just ask you to show up. That's all. Yeah, they've got something to tell me. John, you're in Memphis. Ronnie B. Yeah. Without Davey there, we had to go right back into asshole talk. But if he was there, he'd have, that's the kid that Bryce Harper, he's been watching all this time yeah. on YouTube talking about. Yeah, he's a big, uh, Dave's a big uh, Bryce Harper guy. I actually got uh, thrown by this today because Hicks talked to uh, Dave last night. And Dave told you he went to Costco. Yeah, he had an interview at Costco. He said he think it went well. How could anything go well? The tattoos alone. I don't know. It just it seems crazy to me. Uh, Kevin, you're on Fez. Yeah. Hey. Uh, two things. Uh, one, Fezzy. Uh, you know, I'm really sorry to hear that your prostate is in danger. But on the other hand, you know, I want to congratulate you on your uh, new dating life. Uh, let's go over here to John. John in New York, here, Fez. Yeah, right. That 17-year-old kid, Bryce, he, uh, in his first year in college, he finished with a 443, 31 home runs, and 52 RBIs. They're already saying that if he performs like this, they might even pull him up a little bit quicker. Uh, yeah, I, that's actually what uh, Dave's been giving us. Dave thought that he would end up, uh, before he's out, even of his teens, in the majors. With that fuck his body up, though, coming up so early? Gooden? Yeah. Gooden was 19 years old. Yeah. I remember coming into New York City, and there was a kind of a poster of Gooden on a fucking building. That, and the poster itself was like 35 stories, right? And uh, he was 19 years old at the time. Holy shit. And I'm like, how the No wonder he became a whacked out dope addict. What are you going to fucking do? I guess it's impossible at that point not to fucking just lose oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah, this is insane. Keith Hernandez is hanging out, straw. Uh, let's not blame Keith. He's just one of the many. You know, do, is everybody supposed to... You fucking turn somebody on and then it's your fault for the rest of your life? No, I'm just saying he was there. He's not going to stop him. If I was Keith Hernandez, I would have said this. I told you to do some coke. Some. Motherfucker. I didn't say that's all to do. Forget about food. Yeah, the base. Mike, you're a man of fez. Hey, Fezzi, I don't think you have anything to worry about, man, because I predict cancer could only live in your body for about a week, and you will have it exhausted. I think you will grind cancer into submission. I think the only thing worse than living with cancer would be living with Fez. You could write a book called How to Annoy Cancer. If it would inspire people. Mm -hmm. But I know my urination has been way off for a, for a few weeks now. You know that I'm not your doctor, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so don't discuss that stuff with me. 
I don't want to think of a, your urination, your prostate, all this stuff. It's like fucking. It's like listening to the grandmother's show. What color is your stool? I bet it's white, like a 1970s dog. Jesus. Somebody told me, you don't see white dog shit anymore. And somebody has told me it's because we stopped putting so many chemicals in the grass. Dogs used to eat grass all the time. Like if a dog doesn't feel good for some reason, it eats grass. But it was eating those chemicals and it was uh, shit and white. So I think maybe dogs eat less chemicals than humans do now. Oddly well, enough. I'm probably, I'm, I bet, not, look, they wouldn't even have that shit if it wasn't for us. All they got to do is what we give them. Dogs and homeless are just like, I don't care, I'll have whatever you ate last night. Indeed. I saw a homeless guy the other day digging through the trash and it looked like Stephen King. I mean, he looked exactly like Stephen King. Sure, it wasn't him, though? I actually, I just said, hey, love The Shining. I kept on going. Tommyknockers sucked. I don't, I don't like to read horror books anyway. I don't even like horror movies. I just watch the miniseries TV shows that have come on. I never read any of his books. <laughs> Fuck that. What do you mean, fuck reading books or his? No, Stephen King's books. What's the last book you read? I think I reread Choke. I haven't read a new book in a long time. I like to see you just like with an easy reader. Uh, Eddie, Virginia, you're on a Fez. Hey, what's up, Mr. B? Yeah. Uh, Fezzy, did you enjoy the prostate exam? That's nobody's business, really. And that fucking guy was in there up to his armpit and Fez still didn't know it. Fez was still leading. Um... Axe, you're back on the Ronnie Fez Show. How are you, buddy? Ronnie, doing great. Fezzy, this is a precaution. Don't let anybody take black and white pictures of you. You take black and white pictures, looking off to the side all mysteriously, two weeks later, you're dead. Anyway, Ronnie, the Mexico team is allowed to screw uh, in the World Cup, uh, the players, so long as it's their wives. They can take girlfriends so long as they're uh, uh, betrothed, and they're not allowed to fuck any locals or pick up any local chicks. And they have to put it in writing that they cannot do any weird shit, any around the world, any thing that would fuck up their uh, their backs or anything like that. All missionary or on their backs. Well, how are they supposed to know who's doing missionary? Well, they, they signed an agreement. It's supposed to be this honorary. How's thing. it? Yeah. Then you're fucking. You're fucking. I mean, it's like when the chick says, "Please don't put a finger in the ass." You go knuckle deep. Okay. And I'm not going to tell the Mexican soccer team how to have sex. It's none of my business. Not anymore. Not since I was fired. You coached them? I, I was, they used to call me El Capitan down there. I could be a soccer coach. I'd say try to kick it in that box down there. Get it in the front end. Don't go in the back. Don't go in the back. Get around where there's a big hole up front. Wait, which, which end of the field are we going to? First of all, here's the other thing I'd do. And this is why I would make the greatest soccer coach ever. I'd have seven goalies. I'd just fill that fucking thing with goalies just hanging from the top. Sideways, holding hands. World Cup is starting very, very soon. We're trying to put together a little contest here. Get everybody to play. Give away some prizes. But we don't have a legitimate soccer prize. I'm working on it. I'm working what are you, on what something. What are you working on? I'm working on something. What are you working on? Pele shoes? What are you, what are you fucking... Nice. What, what are you doing I don't know about? Don't worry about it. Surprise. I'm trying to get all something right. for you, all right? That doesn't mean I'm not going to worry... <laughs> I'm fucking concerned uh, because we had to do the Joan. Joan, uh, for some reason, has been hesitant to do unmask, so I had to come in and meet her. To the, well, I know why she's hesitant to do unmask. It's an hour, and she and I hadn't met each other. Uh, but so I had to come in early today. What'd she do? Howard show? Yeah. All right. She did Howard show. 
couple of the other shows so that I had to meet her in between, you know, pitch um, someday. Just that's what I'm saying. Someday. You know, when things aren't going as great as, as they are now. The fucking new doc that she has. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, but we, uh, I'm just not used to coming in when other people come in. This was like a fucking train station, our lobby. There were people going every which way and standing in line for fucking elevators. Like, I'm like, what are you, nuts? Yeah, it could be 20 or 30 people at each bank of elevators. Right. Like five or six banks. I didn't know that many people worked in this building. All Morgan, at the same time. Morgan Stanley's fuck has a shitload of places here. Stagger these shifts, you asshole. Stagger. And everyone just packs in, and you get the guy who tries to be the last one in, get that last piece of space, but there's not even enough space for him to turn back around and face the door on the way out. You know more about elevator behavior than anyone else. Oh, I study it. Although you annoyed me today with uh, me and you going through a door, and you wanted to wait for me, I opened the door, but you want me to go first. So then I had to walk through and then hold the door back for you. I'm like, he acts like he has all these fucking social things, like he understands how society should work, but the person who opens the door has, has to open it for the other person. What's the sense of me now walking through a door, holding on to it? Well, I was going to wait till you let go and then, gra you know, catch it as you were letting go of it. Well, then, look, if you're so interested in the door, you be the person who gets it and op hold it open for me. I don't want to suddenly be living like we're in some kind of a, like I'm fucking passing the baton on a track team. It's not a relay race, Fez. It's a goddamn door. And this is a society. And, yay, the rules of society must be obeyed. Why? I don't know if the word yay should have even went in there. I just felt like it made me sound like uh, I was laying a law down. Another decree. Yeah, it kind of was. And I think it's a Y-A-Y yay, right? Yes. Well, what's the other yay? The other yay is, yeah, yo. is a yay like uh, Y-E-A-H. Why isn't that yeah? Well, I, th I think it can go both ways. Uh, oh, God. That's where David yelled out with me. I can't bear to think of David in a Costco. David forklift. Well, I'll tell you this. You do have a lot of fun driving around in a forklift. Drunken shit. I loved it. And I couldn't have been any worse. I was constantly running things through pallets and then cracking up. It's really good if you have a job and you... See, a lot of people are like... I hate my job. And then I go, well, then fuck up at it. Just fucking really go in there and have fun. I don't know why everybody acts like I hate my job, so I have to fucking uh, be upset about it. Why not just say I hate my job? I'm going to make these fucking assholes pay. Just ruin everything around you? First of all, why would anyone like a job? I mean, how many jobs could even possibly be fun? Six. At most. Most. I mean, I guess if you're some kind of beer tester or whatever, you know you got a great job. But even there, you'd be like, I just don't feel like. Just drunk all day long, tired. Oh, Mikey Boy just uh, writes to me about a very famous uh, comedian. Uh, would you be interested in having him on, ma on Unmasked? He lives in my building, and I can mention it to him when I see him. 
Well, 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 moving on up. Mikey boy. He'll just happen to run into him in the lobby. That's great. Yeah. I wish I had a fucking building like that. I, you know, what do I got for you? I got nothing. I have a drunk Ukrainian guy who lives on the first floor of my building. Want him? I guess I could get Shecky. Here's my super. I have two floors of special needs citizens. Let me guess. Uh, you live in a special needs building. Does that fucking get to you at all? Why you're in there? I you don't want to be in there the... going, the rest of these people are retarded. I am on one of the on one of the floors too. They never mention that when they're showing you the apartment. Uh, yeah, they mention it when they say Roosevelt Island. Well, 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 Mikey boy, living in a cool building. He's not throwing our faces though. Well. I wonder if this is a new neighbor for Mikey Boy. I don't know. He didn't say. Why would that matter to you? It doesn't, but it's like Mikey Boy trying to be best friends already. Mm. As they're coming in the door. Uh, I thought this uh, story was kind of fun. Chris Brown. Are you familiar with Chris Brown? That's... I know who Chris Brown is. He's the kid who got in trouble. Yeah, he beat up Rihanna. Well, his girlfriend. Uh, and that happened some time ago, and he's on probation. Still not allowed in the country of England. The Angolish say, no, Chris Brown, we don't want you coming up here beating up any of our wenches, or birds, as they call them. Yeah, Chris Brown is going to have to live with this for a while. What he does is attack women. So why would you... Woman, yeah, but that doesn't make any difference. Then I would just say this. Hey, if you don't want to get beat up by Chris Brown, don't date the motherfucker. Yeah, where it's so... It, apparently, there's no English women that are going to get beat up by Chris Brown. They're not, that, that is off the table. They're not going to have him in their country. And good. And he acts like everyone should just forget about this and welcome you him went, back. You went from barely knowing who he was to now this highly opinionated in just seconds. How do you know how he acts? Well, I, You just didn't even know who he was a second ago. I don't know any of his music, and I don't care to know it. But I know he beat up this girl. He does gin and juice. That's his fucking scene. Anytime we see a black person singing, I go, I hope they do gin and juice. That'd be fucking great. I don't know why. I just, it seems like out of all the black guys that could do gin and juice, only one does it. I think that's a fucking mistake. I'd do it eight times and then walk off stage. Here's a little Chris Brown for you. So much drama in the LBC. It's kind of hard being a Snoop double G. But I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G's and make a few ends as I breeze through. 
two in the morning and the party still jumping cause my mama ain't home. I got bitches in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't love them hoes. Yeah. So we gon' smoke a ounce to that. Jeans up, hoes down. Why you motherfuckers bounce to that? Seriously, how can you not like Chris Brown when you hear this song? I don't like him for smacking around Rihanna. Well, listen to this song. You see what he's got going on? He's got prices. It'd be perfect. So, I think if England won't let Chris Brown in, then this Saturday, our team shouldn't go out on the field in World Cup. We stand as one. United we stand, divided we fall. Let's show those White House burning motherfuckers. We're not playing games with them. We let the Beatles over here. It's not like fucking John Lennon never beat up his chick. It's in the fucking songs. He punched the shit out of her. Pete Townsend fucks kids. We let him come over and do the Super Bowl. Why can't we let Mr. Gin and Juice? Look, Gary Glitter. He came over here. Yeah, Gary Glitter came. We play his shit at our games. He had a fucking kid's ass pipe on his fucking nose one day. Um, John, Tennessee, you're on running Fez. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. Ronnie B, would it be all right if I checked myself into four wins? I just can't take this save being gone anymore. I'm losing my mind. John, my recommendation is that you check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's what I recommend to you. Remember how Dave used to do those hip-hop dances for me when I played you in the juice? Yeah. I'd sing a ladies dance almost. You know what? I miss Dave saying this to me today. I got to beat Rampage. He would always have like a little story like that. Says, would you consider dyeing your hair orange? If you needed it, I would. I do need it. I can't live in a non-orange world. Uh, why don't we take a break here? When we get back, there is uh, plenty to talk about. Plus, you'll hear Joan Rivers on our uh, show in just a little bit. But also, uh, we went in to uh, talk about the Norland Saints once again are saving the Gulf Coast reason. They're the best when it comes to this. They love rebuilding Louisiana. Let's run a fish show. Ronnie B. Desi W. Serious 197, XM202. The virus. Yes, sir. It's tonight, right? Better be. That ball drops. I'm gonna grab a slut. I'm just gonna pee in her butt. Yeah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. Go over to 202 Friends and help out our friend Franklin. 
Looks like he's got an uphill battle trying to win some kind of a, a Pepsi contest to help kids. Does he get free Pepsi? No, I don't think it has anything to do with Pepsi. Just he'll have the opportunity to go out there and help uh, kids. It's all up there on 202 Friends. Uh, look who it is. We haven't talked to him forever. It's Fred Brooklyn. Hello, Fred. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? It's um, I I wish I was Chris Brown's uh, public relations uh, guy. I, I would have punched the bro in the eye just like he did. Uh, the mom now playing there and stop this fucking oil leak and stop the fucking shows of America get polluted with oil. Then I'll play your, your bloody country. I what seriously. I'm serious. I I get what you're saying 100 percent there. We. You know, Finally got some positive publicity and say, I'm not playing that place. They're polluting our shores. But instead, he lets them come at him first. But who do they, do they think we're so reckless we're going to let Chris Brown go around and hit our women? We're going to put our own women there? No. Chris Brown's being watched. <laughs> I saw the kid in here in the hall one day. It was adorable. And f first of all, if he gave that girl a black guy, he must have picked up a chair. Because he couldn't do it with those pipe arms of his. He likes to look at like he's real tough. If you ever well, see a photo of him, he tries to do some sort of tough pose. Fuzz, uh, he's 118. I got an older sister that'd snap him like a fucking breadstick. <laughs> uh, seriously, I, my sister would make him climb a tree if he fucking swung it at, at her. You got no problem with Chris Brown, England. No problem at all. That's why we didn't worry about when fucking Pete Townsend came over here at the Super Bowl. Now, if we can act like that way to your citizens, you can fucking, you can be cool with us. I like what England's doing here. I stand with move, them. Why don't you move over there? You're so fucking British. Why don't you be Dame Fez Watley? This kid shouldn't be done any favors. If he hasn't done a favor. He's on fucking probation. He's being, it's, it's fine. He checks in. They ought to get one of those alcohol wrists. How does that work? Uh, what, what's this girl's name with the alcohol arrest? Lindsay Lohan. All right, Lindsay Lohan, she goes to court. They go, all right, you're in trouble with us, but we're not going to lock you up. We'll put this bracelet on you, right? Right, yeah. Goes on her hand? Goes on her ankle. It's uh, a big contraption, an alcohol ankle monitor. Now, what happens? She spills the beer on her shoe. She fucking goes back to jail. How's it work? Apparently, if she's drinking... Her skin's going to start sweating it out, uh -huh. and that sets the monitor off. It starts flashing. All right, then I got an idea. Drink in a fucking freezer. Sit down in the freezer and have a couple of cocktails. I'm sure she's trying to put some sort of uh, bounty paper towels to try to shove that in there between the bracelet and her, and her ankle to soak up any alcohol that could get through there. So it went off the other night, and her... Uh, so her bond got raised to $200,000, which they went ahead and posted. So all she got to do is she wants a drink. She's just got to put up more cash. I like the attitude. It's easier for the rich, isn't it? These are expensive drinks. She got it. Uh, the weird thing is, where else is she going to go? I mean, she's not going to flee and leave the one place that pays her money for being Lindsay Lohan. Where is she going to go? Thailand? France? What did she ever get in trouble for? This was, I think it was a DUI. Two uh, coke possessions and a DUI. Okay. Two separate coke possessions and then a fucking DWI. How much? Um, they they said, I think just like a few baggies or whatever oh, right. each time. She's just a little freckled mess, that's all. So she's got this giant thing that she's lugging around on her ankle and still figures it's a good idea to go to an MTV Movie Awards party. After party. 
She's got to get out there, though. Yeah, she does. She's got to get out. She's young. She's having fun. She's full of cum. And cocaine. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because it tells she's doing coke. Um, I, I, think sweat fucking... like, I think it's just alcohol. Well, fuck alcohol if I can still do coke. But she's supposed to have the, uh, she's supposed to be getting tested, uh, every week, too. Someone just drops by the house once a week to see oh, if she's okay. doing anything else. So they'll do, like, a blood test or a hair test on her? Right. All right. That poor thing, she's got to fucking take off a little time. She might as well just join a gym until this fucking passes. She's got to be nervous hanging around drunk people. Someone spills a drink. It runs down her leg. Sirens are going off. Well, you said it. You said it could only come out of her body sweat, though, right? That's the way it's supposed to work. Oh, then, yeah. I mean, if 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 it's if you could spill a drink, I would constantly say that fucker over there spilled a drink on me. He's an idiot. Take him away. He's my intern. Hey, we haven't even named our new interns yet. No, no names for him yet. Do you have a favorite yet? I like Toby. The, uh, he's actually from Australia. He was telling me uh, the other day. You don't have an accent. No, he doesn't. It's, it's very strange. He said he moved here when he was twelve. I don't know. And nobody loses an accent by age of twelve. I don't know. He was that was what Jeremy, he was telling me. Jeremy Coleman still has a slight British uh, lilt. Would that be called a lilt, Fez? Yeah, not quite. The what full exactly accent? is a lilt? A lilt. A lilt. I think it's just kind of an inflection. Ah. A cadence. Ooh, I think it could be a cadence. All right, this is the strangest thing. All right, everybody you you know. In the country has an accent. If you're in Minnesota, there's one accent. New York City, Alabama, Maine. These are all different accents. You know who always talks the same, though? School kids. Where are we going to, in the country here? Hello, Mrs. Anderson. And then I always like, when they answer, like, who was the first president? George Washington. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, our founding fathers, everything they do, and it hasn't changed, like, since I was a little kid, that's the one constant that takes place, and it doesn't matter where I've gone in the country, I always hear that stuff, to be a good citizen, well, everybody says it at the same time. That's what it is. It's a buzz. It's a drone trying to be part of the hive. But how do they know? There's no one that ever says, here's the way I want you kids to answer stupid questions. This is the way I want you to say the teacher's name. And it's exactly the same. And I wonder if, like, um, like Chinese kids are like, Domi arigato, Mr. Roboto. I just... It's the strangest thing to me. And I remember, like, when I heard kids doing it, I'm like, yeah, that used to feel fucking comforting when you were kids. Like, because you'll get the credit for the answer, but you're really just following along with smart girls. And it would, it would sound weird to hear the Pledge of Allegiance done conversationally. Ah, Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Well, how, how did they say Pledge of Allegiance? The same way they draw, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. It's another weird thing. You uh, you never say the Pledge of Allegiance again after you're a kid. It just, it's out the fucking door. You have to say it every day when you're a kid and then never comes up at work or 
at a ball game. It just never happens again. But when you're a little kid, nothing could be more important. You have to be standing. This was always the thing. You had to be standing directly next to your desk. Like you had to fucking kind of shoulder up with your desk somehow. They would get pissed if you were like a little bit behind your desk. You're a little uh -huh. bit in front. No, right next to your desk. Well, four. I want some order here. I want some order with you little fucking uh, drones. We had an open campus, so we had to go outside for the Pledge of Allegiance to the big flagpole in the middle of the courtyard. You had an open thing at, like in elementary school? Yeah. I didn't know. That's crazy. Yeah, where we walk outside class to class. And so they marched us all out there like we were just lining up. Of course, then they, we'd do the pledge, and we'd have to sing My Country Tis of Thee. You wouldn't, you wouldn't sing the national anthem? No. Nope. It was always My Country Tis of Thee. Sweet land of liberty. What did, what did you Southerners have against the National Anthem? Um, I think this was probably easier for kids to sing. Hmm. But it's weird, don't you think, now thinking back on it? Yeah. You I mean, it's the wrong fucking thing. Especially, it's the wrong song. Especially when you have us all lined up there with our hands over our right. hearts. I mean, that's not the official song. These people are batshit out of their minds. You got to do it correctly. Oh, we had a roll tanks back in on Florida. Um, here's Andy in Ohio. You're on Fez. Yeah, you guys are talking about the freaky unison drone thing. It, it goes well into adulthood. Uh, when I was I was a waiter in downtown Cleveland, and they had this uh, at the facility I worked at. They had this political fundraiser. Uh, with all these Star Trek stars, they were doing this auction of all these uh, all this memorabilia. And the guy who played Q on Next Generation stood up, opened up a script that they were going to auction off, read one line out of the whole thing, asked the audience what that line was from, and in unison, this entire room of people recited the episode number and the title of the episode in unison. And I slowly backed out of the room. Yeah, I wouldn't blame said, you. Yeah, I, as if he said, like, you know... Uh, uh, may the Lord be with you, and they responded, and also with you. Also I mean, with you. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It was freaky as hell. All right, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, coming up a little bit, we'll play the interview uh, with Joan Rivers. Joan, of course, would like to be the new East Side Dave. Every day we've been trying to talk to somebody uh, differently about it. She might fit in with us. She may be perfect. Uh, she's got some stuff coming up, Fez. Yeah, she's got her new documentary, Joan Rivers, A Piece of Work. That premieres uh, in theaters this Friday, June 11th, in New York and Los Angeles. Then for when it rolls out, you go to joanriversapieceofwork.com. Uh, talking about little kids, Selma Hayek says she cannot get her two-year-old daughter to believe in Santa Claus. She's worried about it. She says her daughter keeps saying to her, it's pretend, right? It's pretend? Yeah. Selma Hayek, don't look a gift horse in the mouth here. You've got a kid that you don't have to one day find out that Santa Claus doesn't exist. She comes built in. She's a little girl that you can't disappoint now. Yeah, you think kids get really disappointed? I think so. I think that I think a lot of kids, I mean, I know when I found out, I tried not to believe it. Where I was How old were you? 
I was seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I tried to think, no, that's just somebody saying something, and no, it's still true. And I remember, I think even that year. You heard it at school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always heard it at school. Of course. And I think even that year, I was even up during the night and was trying to get myself to go to sleep so that I wouldn't find out that I didn't hear any reindeer hooves or anyone coming in the house. You wanted to keep it going. I really wanted to keep it going. Mm. I did not want to believe it. I know some people are devastating. I don't remember having any kind of thing. I thought it was great just like cracking a code. Like, okay, that's another thing I fucking got down. Good. Because I, like, I would never be a kid who want to, like, I don't want to fucking run it for my parents. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right, we'll go up to bed. I get it. Fucking circus is in town. I was always thrown off because I didn't have a chimney, and I lived in an apartment, and I was, I, that's why I never really Didn't they try to tell you he does something else, like, where he can come through a fucking sink or something? <laughs> the radiator. Yeah, whatever, yeah, he'll do whatever. <laughs> I got He's fucking the, magic. I got to the air conditioner vent. Well, how could he do that? You could see a guy <laughs> fucking going down the chimney. You should have fucking got it that day. You just said, this is just bullshit. No, I think, like, if a kid brings it up to you, you got to be straight up. If a kid come over and says, hey, what's the deal with this? you got to go, you know how it is. It's all a lot of fun. Fucking Halloween ain't real either, and neither is church. Don't worry, honey. You live for a while, you suffer, then you die. By the way, Aunt Fez has something wrong with his prostate. Why all the bad news on one day? Yeah, whatever. Get it out there. You know? Then let them live the rest of their life. You're better off telling them nothing's real. This whole thing might just be the fucking dream. Life is but a dream, kid. Let's get ready for disappointment. Oh. Disa- don't even think of it as disappointment. Think of it as normalcy. Just think of this is the way things are. You want to see disappointment? Try living like that kid uh, in the in the road. Try fucking going on like that. I can't sew it, though. Yeah, that's what it fucking comes down to. You find a Coke one time in your life. You and your dad are fucking high-fiving each other. Yeah, that gun, too, they could kill himself with. Soon maybe cannibals will get you. You don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah, why make a big deal of it? Yeah, Salma Hayek thinks it's uh, like something's wrong with her kid. Who's the father of this kid? I, well, that is. I mean, two is like really. Yeah. That's a kid who can fucking spot a work. A two years old going to pretend, right? Uh, I know a little kid who wouldn't fall for the God thing as a child. It's going, no. Couldn't happen. And it was like four. Just going to stop it. Um, here's Ricky. You're on running Fez. Hey, Mr. B. Hey. Um, I, on the whole Santa Claus thing, when I was like a little kid, around three years old, my parents said, um, logic just dictated that there couldn't be a Santa Claus, that it just didn't make any sense. You know, I was thinking about the whole fact that you couldn't possibly travel around the world in one night. It's a stupid story. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense. And I said, look, you know, I, I get it. And they were like, uh, they were cool with it. They just said, don't tell your little brother. Yeah, we're trying to lie to him. He's dumber. <laughs> so you were like three years old when you said, come on. No, I swear to God, they told me I was like three years old, and I kept saying, I kept questioning the, the whole story. I was like, well, how does that happen? How, you know, how this, how that? You know, it was like a barrage of questions, and I just but, clearly didn't buy it. But here's the thing. For some reason, I don't know why we do this. We want kids 
to fucking believe in Santa Claus. But if they, I don't know, just started believing in Popeye, you'd be like, come on, honey, you're fucking retarded. There's no Popeye. And then again with a kid. Now, this is a weird one. You see a kid go down there, oh, get your picture taken to Mickey Mouse. When you see it's a fucking stuffed animal. It's not even like the Mickey Mouse that they would see in a movie. If you're a kid all the time, you got to be like, what? Why Why is everything so fucking crazy? I can't, I can't even put up with this place anymore. You people are batshit nuts. One second, you tell me a fucking reindeer could fly? And then you're like, oh, can a moose fly? No, stop it. You're being stupid. You know only birds fly. What about reindeer? Not this time of year. I mean, just the fucking insanity alone of acting like we're going to leave this up to one guy. Um, here's Brad. Brad, Texas, Sherman Fez. Uh, hey, fellas. Um, I just want to say, I grew up Christmas and all, Santa Claus and all, went to school and all, but I just eventually I figured it out. I mean, should the kid just be smart enough or just become an adult? I mean, uh, my parents never sat me down and said, hey, there's no Santa Claus or there's no God or there's no Easter Bunny. Right. I kind of figured it out myself, you know. It's just like, yeah, okay, okay. like most of the time when you're a kid, you kind of like, you keep it going, like you said, for younger siblings, or you think, oh, my parents enjoy this. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Get me some Santa Claus presents. All right. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I'll be good, Ma. Um, here is uh, Brett, your manifest. Brett, yeah, PA. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thing when my parents told me about Santa Claus not being real, I pretty much already had it figured out. But I remember them telling me to this day I was so pissed off that they had lied to me. Like it really affected me. That they weren't telling the truth, not that Santa wasn't real. Well, you know, I mean, it's crazy. It's like if a if a parent would have said something like uh, Atlantis exists, you know, you'd be like, "Why are you misleading your fucking kids?" But for some reason, we're ready to do the Santa Claus, ready to do the Easter Bunny, and the Easter Bunny was just completely retarded. Because that's a giant rabbit who doesn't speak and brings eggs. I mean, that's fucking angel dust stuff right there. And candy, not yeah. sticks. And eats a I, carrot that you leave out. I remember, like, when they would try to have a certain amount of excitement before Easter, and you're like, nah, I don't know. Like, he brings candy, and you're like, yeah, you eat candy every day. Let's not act like candy is the biggest fucking thing in the world. You're not going to fucking compare candy to an Xbox. So don't even start trying. It's candy. Let's go over here to Alex. You're in Fez. Hello? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think Santa Claus is a necessary evil, although he's an asshole. I mean, like most most of life, as you're a child, it seems wonderful. And then you hit this reality, like, you know what, this is bullshit. Like most of life. You think people want to change fucking diapers for a living and fucking take out the garbage? No, but it happens. And so what you should really say to your kids is you should say, kids, everything's at work. Everything that you think is the way it's going on. Is not. Let's face a couple things here. Everyone's out there to fucking fool you. It's a long con, this life of yours. So basically, trust no one ever. Um, why would you? DTA is used like your fucking tat says DTA. 
But here's the deal. It's like you treat it like shit. You're lied to. You're abused. But the last thing you want to do is get out of it. You still want to stay here on this fucking rock of sadness. I must be really missing Dave from fucking me to call the planet Earth a rock of sadness. Although, take a look around the planet. Not the most happiest place. Not the happiest place out there. Hey, Cheese, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. I actually thought it was a blessing to uh, to know that Santa Claus wasn't real because uh, and I had somebody blame for all those bad presents, such as headphones and an ashtray. All right. Watley uses fucking Christmas as a time to be passive-aggressive. What I do is I try to think again. Stop, stop. Seriously. I'm already fucking annoyed. You know that they're still sitting in the fucking office, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That must bother you. Yes. It doesn't. You'd be trying to make up to it. It's like being shot in the head with this guy, Hicks. Well, I gotta wait till next Christmas. Yesterday, I'm not even fucking mess, uh, after the show, and we had a meeting, me and you. Mm-hmm. Went over some stuff. I'm walking out, Hicks comes over to me and goes, I guess, how do you do it? I go, what? He fucking just points back where you are. He's just like, that. How do you fucking do it? You know what I said? You sign up, you fucking play it out. Uh, Wade, Louisiana, you're on the face. Uh, yeah, I'm on the, uh, how you doing, boys? Good. First of all, uh, I'm on the Louisiana, I'm on, I mean, I'm on the Alabama, Florida, uh, borderline coast, mm-hmm. and the shit oil crap has moved in, and it is horrible. It is like congealed chocolate syrup, and it is an absolute fucking nightmare. Uh, how much uh, of it? Is it just covering now or just coming in? It, it's, it is. For the last five days we've been here, nothing, we haven't seen anything. But today it, it comes in in, I say, hamburger patty size tots on down. And it is, like, shiny. And by the time it reached the coast here, it's it's a little gooey, but it's still super sticky, like a, like a, I don't know how to say it. We, when I was a kid, the, the Cajuns down here had something called chocolate bread, and you pour chocolate onto a slice of bread, and we'd eat it like fudge, and that's what it looks like. It's that shiny black, and not only that, it, it's now it's like a when you out in the water, it's like a like a leaf storm, like like leaves blown in a windstorm. All these little tiny dots of oil, when you go in there, it covers you and you look like a goddamn leper coming out of the water. It is uh, a god. Any a idea how long this is going to go on? Or If they stopped, if they cut the, that whale off now, this is the first of 50 days mm-hmm. coming in here right now. It, I mean, people have no idea what, 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 you know, what kind of damn disaster this really is, fellas. And I've heard y'all talk about it. On your show, and I appreciate that. Uh, but God, it's, it's terrible. And uh, uh, we've talked about before. There's just some really beautiful untouched beaches in that area. Just really some of the the last private beaches uh, in America. And for this to happen, it's just it's a heartbreaker. You know, and there's dolphin. You know, dolphins come through here and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what's going to happen. They may not. I'm no tree hugger, but I'm an outdoorsman. Right. You know, and, and my God, I, I just, 
should see it. You, you should see it. it. I can't even describe it. I just want to let everybody know out there who is, you know, just because they don't see it on the news, you know, it just, it's just unbelievable. All right, I'm sorry to hear about it. Wait, keep, keep me updated, okay, buddy? I will. All right, peace. I will, Ronnie. I'll pay uh, Ronnie B. I don't know why people are just fucking, you know, next themselves about this. Uh, we brought this up. Uh, New Orleans Saints said they're going to take one of their Super Bowl rings and I guess eBay it, put it up for auction to clean up the golf. All right. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, if they were... They are the best. They're the worst. If they When the Saints come out tune in. They could put up all of their Super Bowl rings if they wanted. If they were really that big into it, they could put all their Super Bowl rings up. What the... So what you're saying is somebody wants to do something nice, you go, why don't you give me everything that you own? They're just photo ops. The Saints, it's... Uh, to me, it's I. You know what? I never did get into the whole thing of they're America's team now. After Katrina, you can't take anything away from them. They're they're helping to rebound, rebuild that town. They it's all for show. Don't buy into it. Wow. What? It surprises me. Yeah, I don't believe any of it. One Super Bowl ring. Everybody wants a Super Bowl ring. It'd be awesome to have one. I ain't going to the NFL anytime soon. Be nice to see you with one. You deserve one. Fuck yeah. For so many of the bets you've lost over the year. So, you think they're doing it for a press up? Sure. They just won the Super Bowl. They're the champs. But they're what press do they fucking need? Remember the Super Bowl? But they're doing it because they got to go into a year where they're defending the championship and they want to keep the sympathy thing going. So that they're not like it's a It's not hated a team. fucking sympathy thing. Their beaches are being destroyed by this oil. The same people who went through Katrina, a lot of the watermen, shrimpers and whatnot, are now going to have to deal with this. They're saying, we stand with you. We're in, our, in your community. Give the fishermen season tickets, something like that, if they want to do it. I just think it's an empty gesture. There's any gesture that gets made, you could say, why not more? It's like if somebody gives somebody $100, why don't you give them 1000 Well, these rings aren't going to change the, uh, the Saints' lives. They're all still going to know they're champions. Get them all out there. And do we even know... Well, then why don't the fucking Bucks give their rings over, too? Why, just because you happen to be close to the disaster, are you fucking responsible for it? Let's pull fucking Derek Brooks's ring off his finger. Keep going back. Go to, um, pull it off everybody. One lousy ring. Hi, you're on the Run Fest Show. Hey, this is Heisenberg. Whatever. Uh, hey, uh, have you ever noticed these pro teams and athletes are always trying to get you to give your money to help out? They're never scratching their own checks. How do you know what they're fucking doing? Because it's never out there. Of course it's out there. Jesus Christ, you people are so fucking cynical. I'm glad to tell each and every one of you. Now I know there's no Santee. Because you're all awful. 
I don't know what it is that, that the country just hates fucking uh, New Orleans. They despise New Orleans. I don't know. I've been down there a couple of times. The place is the shit. It is the shit. Never been. Have no intention on visiting. Never been anywhere. You haven't been to fucking Queens yet. You can see it from your house. Yeah, it's just a short bridge over to Astoria. Yeah. You ever walk over that bridge? Oh, no. Mm-mm. It's not bad. Matt, you're on the run of Fez's show. Yeah, I think Fez should eBay his toenails for the oil, oil spill to help out. All right, Matt, maybe he will. One of his fingernails, too. And then his ear hair. I want the back hair. We could use that as a cleanup. The shipping and handling would be too much. Here's uh, Randy in New Orleans. You're running Fez. Hey, man. Uh, Drew Brees, unlike some quarterbacks from some other cities, has been doing everything he can to give back. They have the Drew Brees Foundation. He just did a, a Amazing Race type um, event in the French Quarter a couple of weeks ago to try to raise money for the. Drew Brees is a great guy. He is up. He, he's a stand-up guy. I, I actually got. Text right off. He took his time to to shake my hand. Really good guy, and Fezzi's just pissed off because the Bucks suck. No, they do suck. But, you know, the fucking Saints could disappear tomorrow, and I wouldn't change that. Hi, you're on the Ron Fez Show. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, I think Fresh should auction off his uh, virginity. Steve, Florida, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I got a good cause for Fez to start. How about the cock rings for the cleanup? You know, Fezzy, this thing could be going right over into your bay. Could be heading right to Tampa, for all you know. Sure, but you don't see the Bucks making an empty gesture like this. Oh, is this more of a football thing than anything else? Well, I've never been we're, a we're, fan of the Saints, and I'm not going to jump How about up? being a fan of the United States of America when people are fucking suffering? Yeah, well, that football is just kind of a made-up... Fun thing, but this is actual people's lives. Who's going to want this ring other than a Saints fan? And this is basically the people they're trying to help. They're not going to be able to afford to bid on it. Charlie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, with Dave gone, who's getting Grandma breakfast? She sounds very grumpy. Who got your breakfast for you today? I get my own breakfast. What did you get? I got, uh, I had some chicken breast. You had chicken loaf, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to change today. I want one of the interns reassigned to Watley because he's just sitting there eating dry chicken loaf every morning. That's what he likes. Well, I know he likes it, but it doesn't mean it's good for him. Kyle, you're on Fez. Yeah, Fez offered to give Dave a little bit of money. Why didn't he offer to give him everything to stay? I'm not talking about all their salaries. I'm talking about they put up one lousy ring that we don't even know if it's real. Did you do enough, Fess? Did you do enough? I did what I could with my offer. Did you do enough? I, apparently, I did not. Did you do enough? Could you have done more? Uh, I wish I could have. Could you have done more? Probably, yes, yes. Could you have done more? Yes. Is that what this whole thing's about? Will you get mad at the Saints? Is that this entire thing? Bill, Alabama, you're on my Fez. Hey, 
Fez gave $1,000 for a stupid fucking Mayberry statue. Why don't he give some money for this? I mean, you earned it for him. He never put up any money for that. Fucking tightwad. He didn't have to put up any money for that. He just said, if you catch the guy, if you do your job, I'll give you a G. I still haven't heard anything from the Mount Airy Police Department on the Andy Griffith statue vandalism Because no one's sitting around wondering about if somebody took a magic marker and wiped it on fucking metal ten months ago. Uh, Mike, in Ohio, you're on Fez. Yeah, uh, I just read on the uh, line here that Sprint Airlines is uh, donating their uh, third quarter profits for the cleanup. It's Spirit Airlines, you know it. And I'm just calling the Saints out here. That's all I'm doing. What about you, Fez? What about you? You ever call yourself out? I haven't. No, not on the oil spill. You, on, you know what I'm talking about. You too fast to take that test? You take every mirror down in your house? So you don't have to see yourself? Yes, usually. Uh, I haven't taken the mirrors down, but yeah, I call myself out. You cover them in black. So when you walk by it, you can't see your own reflection. Did you brick the windows? When you're going out to get something to eat, you say like this, time to feed evil. You're like fucking John Locke over there. I don't get people who fucking take the football thing so far. They think it's more important than real life. You know, they find out some football player's kid got killed. Good! They blow! And you're like, what is wrong with you? They deserved it. They're a bunch of assholes, and their team stinks, and they know it. Stop it. I'm talking about fucking real life for a second. All right, well, let's take a break. We come back. Uh, we'll have the Joan Renover's interview. Perhaps we can get her to stay and be here with us. It's the Run Fest Show. studio with us uh and the new documentary is maybe some of the biggest reviews of your life i guess yeah amazing isn't it crazy amazing from absolutely expected nothing from it yeah i just did it because my friend's daughter ricky stern is a documentarian she said i'd like to follow you for a year I said, sure go ahead you didn't have any kind of uh worries about that or uh, at this age, uh, the only worries you have is whether or not your diapers wet. <laughs> no worries about anything. <laughs> but, you know, you look at this, and I guess because it's film, it suddenly seems different from everything that you've ever done in your life. Well, again, I, the deal was I don't want one of those stupid puff documentaries. Mm-hmm. If I wanted that, I would go to Biography Channel, which does wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, 
Oh, Christina Aguilera. She had a little trouble with drugs. Christina came back bigger than ever, that kind of thing, you know. So I said, no, it's got to be real. Yeah. And and she was a real documentarian. Yeah, there is something different about this than, like you said, the show business, the rise, the problem, yeah. uh, the, then the comeback. It's always drugs and yeah. marriages. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> but the interesting thing, too, I think, to see for people to see uh, – and it's kind of this beyond even show business is like American story. I think people think that once you make it in this country, everything's okay. Yeah. Well, everyone thinks that. And nobody thinks that maybe, gee, poor Gary Coleman didn't have money. Right. Or yesterday I met, I remember John Boy, mm-hmm. Richard Thomas. And the first thing I thought of, how does he make a living now? And yeah. he's a wonderful actor. And he right. just was in a Broadway play. But you forget, you just think once they've done something, they're set for life. Yeah. And no one thinks... And the different thing about, about you than that type of thing is that you've acted, you've written, you've done stand-up. Anything to keep going. Yeah. And it shows that in the in the film. It shows that you're ready to go out and do whatever. You name it, I'll do it. Yeah. I think I even say in the film at one point, get me a polygraph commercial, I'll punch out my teeth. <laughs> I was so jealous of Florence Henderson did a false teeth commercial. <laughs> but have you ever had that experience in your life where you said, I did what I set out to do, this is great? No. You you just don't kind of take oh, that in. Never, never, never. Yeah. You never think uh you've reached anywhere near not in this business where mm-hmm. you want to go. And anyone that does think they've reached a peak disappears so quickly. And you've seen that throughout your life, like people well, that were peers that were running, you know, neck and neck I with see, you. Uh, I I I watch some of the new ones. The ones on Jersey Shore. Yeah. I know Snooki thinks she's got a maid. <laughs> right. I think Snooki better get those endorsements now. Yeah. And I don't mean her specifically. Right. You know, you, this is a business. You come and you go so quickly. Yeah. But it, so many great uh, comedians have, you know, flamed out over the years. No one was funnier than Richard Pryor. And then that, well, that was so, drugs. Yeah. But that also, do you think that has to tie in with success as well? Like I think it all goes back to, I think the longer the struggle... The more the more secure you are when you get there that you understand mm-hmm. I got to work for this right. and I had seven years getting started where it wasn't easy yeah. really tough seven years looking back now I bore my daughter and grandson to death with the stories yeah but uh, I think then when it hit I understood how lucky I am I think if it happens overnight yeah. Richard happened at eighteen right. Came to New York. Bill Cosby, that he kept his brains amazing. Mm-hmm. I used to say Bill suffered on the train from Philadelphia to New York. <laughs> He's a friend of mine. He, first job, he yeah. was picked up. Well, there's certain people that are, they have that likable thing that let's bring that person into our living room and other people have to work at it. A right. More. I obviously was not likable. <laughs> and never have been well, because I'm still working at it. Well, that's one of the things that they always said about Rickles, uh, you know, that he, to, to get that sitcom, it never worked out because people didn't feel completely comfortable with him. No, they were nervous with him, and he's such a brilliant actor. It's, insa- it's insane how good he is. Yeah, you look at the movies he did, and you yeah. guys just watch him in, uh, what's, what's the one they did with the mafia? Oh, uh, Casino. Casino. Yeah. He's He's amazing. He's an amazing yeah. actor. And then you don't see him get another role after Doesn't that. That's the role. crazy thing about Hollywood, that you'll yeah. see somebody just nail something, yeah, and then, and then they nothing say, left. Well, you're too, well uh, yeah. you're too much of a personality. Does that still bother you that maybe you have to show up in somebody's office and pitch no, after I, everything that you've done? I never think I'm not going to. Uh-huh. I never feel I've reached the point where uh, 
you don't have to go in and beg some asshole mm-hmm. uh, for a job. I mean, that's just the, the nature of the business. And the amount of things that, you know, uh, and I, I've read your books and... Uh, Did you buy them or get them free? No, I, I bought them. Oh, I bought you. them. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, Did you see the, the movie free? <laughs> Did you buy it? That one I saw uh, free. Everybody's seen it free. Yeah. Is that going to be a person to pay in the box office when it opens this week? It's going to be, but come to see the movie and bring a bowling ball. Well, uh, everyone's seen it. It's gotten great reviews. Yeah. They've all seen it for free. Well, the amazing thing, though, is that it's tough to get a documentary out there. I mean, the, the kind yeah. of heat that you have on this documentary it's is a, crazy. Uh, we were picked Time Magazine, one of the eight summer must-sees mm-hmm. of uh, Esquire. Summer gotta go see. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, we didn't expect it. And what I love about it too is not all the critics were necessarily fans of your stand up. Most of them hate me. Yeah, they. Well, I guess they. It's a highbrow, lowbrow. The, the stand up comedy is always still going to have that Unless saloon thing. Truly, your ethic. Mm-hmm. And then you're breaking ground. <laughs> and even that's now, you know, yeah. at its way. Uh, I'm also old hat to a lot. Right, sure. And it really annoys me because I go out there now and I, I, uh, I lay it down. You know, I yeah. really get working better than I ever worked in my whole life. And uh, they're always surprised. I always get great reviews and they always start with, I never liked Joan Rivers. <laughs> Every review starts that way. I always thought she was a loudmouth comic. Yeah. But... Well, the great thing, too, like you said, you've never worked better in your life. You can see that in the writing. The writing is so natural to you right now. Yeah. um, That it's almost like you're not sitting there and working out. It's just boom, boom, boom. It's just a matter of capturing it. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I still sit there and suffer. You're an everyday writer. Oh, my darling. Yeah. I mean, I'm just doing – today I'm going around obviously pushing the movie and pushing two other things, uh, which I'll – I might as well say them yeah. right now. One is the Gramercy Theater Gay Pride. Mm-hmm. We have two shows, June 24th in New York. I'm begging you, if you're <laughs> gay, be there. And uh, How'd You Get So Rich, my other show, mm-hmm. which is finale, grand finale tonight on TV Land. It's the year's, year-end finale. Look at this. They can't see because it's radio. I'm just like 20 pages of notes here, I want to say. And that's just stuff that you're jotting down as the day jotting goes Jotting down, along. no sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Only time my husband ever threw me down the bed was I was blocking the TV. <laughs> Just in case you asked me about sex <laughs> I got my period so late when the hair came in under my arms, it was great. It's funny. That is a great joke. It's a good joke. We'll get it in so, somewhere. Yeah, so, you, so you'll so you just you'll be in the car or something? And, and, it comes, and, and you write it down. It comes to you as a thought or you're in mid-conversation? You're with Both. Your people, yeah. Or yeah. a friend will say something and you say, oh, can I have that? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God, that's great! Can I? Oh, let me have that. So, what do you, you you take something that's just said in conversation, you tweak it, you work on it, and yeah, yeah, it's all verbal with me. Yeah. All uh, I come out of Second City. Right. And that's improvisational theater. So I can sit with a piece of paper and nothing will come out for hours, but I'll talk right. to someone and it just comes out. And that's almost like you turn off the writing thing. You just let it kind of flow at yeah. that point, right? And you hope something fun. That's why uh, when I worked in these little clubs, like the Gramercy Theater, yeah. it's 400 people. Right. You can just say anything. It's right. not 5,000 people. So you know, when I go on stage, if I was going on tonight, which I'm not, it would be all about Helen Thomas and her big, ugly, stupid <laughs> lips. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot of vendettas that come out on time. And, and you're able to spin them quick. I know, uh, yeah. like, Carlin used to take his time. He wrote everything out. And 
agonized yeah. over every word, but everyone does it differently. Yeah. And, and someone said you could set your clock by George Carlin's yeah. act. Yeah. And yet it was brilliant. Yeah. But it was it's so interesting. I'm just the opposite. I have to put a clock on stage. I don't know. If I'm having a good time. I can't believe an hour and 25 minutes is right. gone. If I'm having a lousy time, I think it's only 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to these people only 10 minutes. But you, you'll adjust everything's new where Carlin would go in, do his act, and people had to get. I, I w- yeah. was with him one time, and I saw, like, he was basically playing in front of the, the wrong audience for the material that he was doing. If you looked at him, you wouldn't know it because he didn't have any concerns. It was just like seeing a play. He was just going through it. And then finally they caught up to him. I can't imagine yeah. you letting 10 minutes go by. I have a very good friend. I'm not going to say who because he's a major comedian. And he says, I go out there. If they don't like me in the first five minutes, yeah. I go into automatic. Yeah. And I just keep saying, okay, you don't like that? Let's talk about this. Yeah. You don't like that? How about this? Anybody want to do dead babies? <laughs> Come on. What do you want to talk about here? Let's go. Uh, no, I try to the end. I punch to the end yeah, to find something we're going to communicate. About. And, and with this uh, that you're doing at the Gramercy uh, Theater saying uh, gay people. On, on June 24th, yeah. two shows, gay people, I beg you. Uh, but that's never been a problem for you, right? Gay people have they always. Love, I love them. Um, do you know why that appeal happens? Do you know? Probably because I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's that's your answer. <laughs> now, I, they, uh, first ones, I was down in Greenwich Village, and nobody was laughing at me. And you would see pockets mm. of tables of yeah. gay men that would get I think they just... Look for the more outrageous. They look for the yeah. stronger woman. You know, it, it's they love me. They love Beth. They love Liza. Yeah. They like a strong woman. Uh, and they'll pull for you. They, they actually can. do pull for you, like when things aren't going so well. And they they love it when things aren't going well <laughs> because we can all suffer together. Oh, when Liza gets fat, we all cry. When Liza gets thin, we're all happy. <laughs> We're happy when she's off the sauce. Yeah, the whole group celebrates. It's a drama. Life it's is a drama. drama. It really is. Yeah, and I, I live by that drama. Yeah. Well, that is uh, back to you to your uh, movie, your documentary, is that it is your regular life. It's like watching a uh, soap opera sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know? but Melissa always says that. She yeah. says, I, I always say when I have new assistants come in, I say, I can't tell you it's going to be a great job. You will never be bored. And I had one assistant who I adored, Matt, who left after seven years. And he reminded me, he said, uh, and he went to another job. He said, one thing, you were right. I was, it was not a day, he said, mm. that I wasn't bored. Something didn't happen. Because you keep moving like a shark. You're yeah. swimming like a shark all the time. Early on was the same way. Like you said, you started uh, at Second City. Back when I think Second City was just... Second City was just starting, yeah. and it was an amazing group. It was Alan Arkin, it was me, it was Del Close, it was uh, uh, Tony Holland who died. Uh, Mike Nichols used to come in and direct. Wow. It was it was a great little group. And um, you, you, I never wanted to stay at Second City. No. I wanted to do sing, so I would do Second City, and I would go later after that and go off and do my own act. Yeah. And, you know, when I was, I said I'd read your books, there, there was times that you're just... As you're reading, you're thinking, well, she should quit. This is one bad gig after another. It Last seems week. like a, a normal person would say, I'm not 
going to put myself through this. Yeah, but you know in this business, I, I, I don't know your career. Mm -hmm. I can assure you, just knowing you, yeah. you've had plenty of ups and downs. Ups and downs. Yeah. Ups and downs. Everybody has it in this business. And uh, you just have, if you want the business, that's the business. That's the business. And I, I, there's one scene in the documentary where I'm saying to my daughter, what do I say? I'm encouraging you not enthusiastic. Or something. Mm -hmm. And she says, I've been in 10 years, and she's doing great. She's on uh, the new Access Hollywood. She's on E uh, with her own pilot. She's, she's doing right. just wonderfully away from me, plus with me. We're doing a new television show together. And, uh, and yet I say to Melissa, go back to law school. Yeah. Do something else, because it sucks. And nobody, you can't trust Nobody, you can't trust anybody because you don't know if your producer is going to be here next week that right. likes you. It's a tough business, but it's also a great business. And then the lucky thing, too, uh, because really with your kids, I think luck plays into it. You get whatever you can, but she's such a centered person, right? I mean, Most, she, yeah. She, yeah. But that uh, has to be from her father because I drank yeah. all through the job. <laughs> <laughs> I drank, I, I drank, I hoard. I was never <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> um, and some of, she had to overcome things. Uh, some of this, uh, you know, you talk about Edgar Rosenberg a little bit. My and, husband, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was always, to me, such an interesting guy because he didn't seem very show business. He, he he almost seemed like a man out of time to me. He just he was very much an English gentleman. He'd yeah. gone to rugby and to Cambridge. Right. Very smart. I mean, really smart. Funny, obviously got it. He was mm -hmm. And uh, didn't know how to deal with the people in California. Totally should have stayed in New York. Right. He was brilliant in New York. He produced movies in New York. He did movies for the United Nations in New York. He worked at NBC when NBC was, you know, the news network. Yeah. Oh, that was perfect for Edgar. And then in 1971, we moved to California, and he never, he never looked like a Californian. Right. He just didn't know how to fit in with these guys. Well, it's interesting, too, because New York has a reputation for a tough town and all, but it's a different kind it's of... It's much more tough. civilized. Yeah. It's, you, people say exactly, you're an asshole, or I don't like you. No one ever says that in L.A. They just... It they just, just kill you. Yeah, they, they smile, do. they play golf with you, Yeah, and then you go home that night and you realize your show's been canceled. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different... But you always know where you stand in L.A. more than New York by going to a restaurant. Really? Because you know exactly which table they give you. <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> where you sit. You don't want to say, how are my ratings? That maitre d' knows how your ratings are. <laughs> oh, shit. I guess last night didn't work because I'm sitting here in the wrong part of this restaurant. <laughs> and you feel it. It's almost like immediately, a temperature immediately, change. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. It's very interesting. You know, and you'll be signing an autograph. It'll be whipped out of your hand. Mm-hmm. So you're finding you're writing the rest of rivers on your, your own palms. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody bigger came along. They, <laughs> they just take off. They with took the, the paper. <laughs> they got Joan Ruff. <laughs> and then there's a Christina Aguilera, and they're gone. <laughs> well, when when you did your show on Fox, the, the talk show when you went up yeah. against Carson, at the time that it happened, biggest story in yeah. America at the yeah. time. Yeah. And... Uh, when you look back on it, it seems crazy that they didn't stick with it. I mean, oh, you guys had, insane yeah. that they didn't stick. And when I met the president uh, years later, he said to me, we never lost a nickel on you. And, and yeah. it was personal. It was Edgar went up against Barry Dilla and Rupert Murdoch, who then owned Fox. Uh -huh. And they didn't like Edgar, and Edgar didn't like them. And at one point, Barry said to me, before we even went on the air, mm -hmm. he said to me, tell your husband, 
the tail doesn't wag the dog. Right. It was over before we stepped on the first show, first live show. And it was because he wasn't part of that boys club. He didn't, wasn't part of the boys yeah. club, didn't know how to be part of the boys club. Yeah. Didn't get schmooze. What's such a You're right, you're right, you're right, and then mm-hmm. you go out and do what you want. He fought with them about everything, and he wasn't wrong. Right. But you, they wanted to put literally Hershey Kisses in their gift bags, and he said, <laughs> no, let's put in M&M's. Who cares? Right. Let them win the Hershey victory. You know? <laughs> what does it matter? But he was such a stickler. You know, he was so that rigid yeah. English, what was right. We can get a better deal on M&M's. You know, what, yeah. I mean, things that were just madness. They were fighting over decorating offices. Barry wanted to give me an office, and they were very angry because I didn't come down and look at it. They were decorating my office, and I said, I don't care. I'm worried about the show. Right. Well, she's never come in to see how we did her offices and her dressing rooms. And furious with me. I mean, you spent your whole life up to that point being in a different dressing room and every every night of your life. What's I'm the difference? The, the toilet has a flat. <laughs> you know, because the, the way they do them in, in most uh, dressing rooms, you don't have a cover on the toilet. I know it's less sanitary yeah. with a co- with the cover. Yeah, with the I cover. So I was glad that I had a toilet that had a, a, a lid to it. I was happy. <laughs> and your own air product was really strong. People were talking about it. You had yeah. people. I remember Elton John did the opening thing. Yes. David Lee Roth did the Sheik. I mean, Lily Sheik. Tomlin, it was amazing. Yeah. And to be able to do that against Car- Carson, they still struggle uh, trying to you know, yeah. go against the Tonight Show to this day. To this day. Yeah. But it was, it was what it was. And uh, my life went into a terrible t- tailspin. But maybe... I know, a little Pollyanna, but maybe it's good because you have to go through life. Life is a journey. Right. And maybe that was a shitty journey I had to take. I don't know. I like when you don't even believe the good things that you said to yourself. Oh, it's all good. Uh, yeah, it was a terrible time. <laughs> it was a horrible time. Uh, Joan Rivers, peaceofwork.com. This documentary must be seen by oh, everybody that, that loves Joan and, and loves show business. And it's just a, a great American story. And, of course... Uh, how'd you get so rich? Yeah, how'd you get so the finale, rich? finale, the grand finale for this season is on tonight, Wednesday at 10 o'clock on TV Land. And, uh, they gave oh. me six shitty shows. <laughs> Second year, gave them great ratings, and they said, thank you, here's some more six shows. Thank you. I can wear the same dress. And the Gramercy Theater in New York City, June 24th, you'll get to see the stand-up. Attention gaze. Attention, Attention gaze. gaze. Get out there. Thank you so much, John. A pleasure John. talking with you. She never bothers with people she'd hate. That's why the lady is a tramp. So, guys, you really do need to uh, see this documentary when it gets out. It's so goddamn strong. It's a piece of work, and it uh, premieres this Friday, June 11th, in New York and Los Angeles. And then to roll out uh, for that information, Joan Rivers, a piece of work.com. I'm actually going to go back and see it in the theater. I'm going to take the grills to the theater because... You know, the whole thing of make sure you pay. You know, she's right. You got to make sure you pay. Really sweet person. Really, really, it was the first time I ever met her. Really nice. And Hicks, I heard you giggling along. Oh, she's the shit. She's great. You know what is really weird? I I met her this morning, and then, uh, you know, I I came over here and, uh, you know, ran in on an A show, and 
sat in with Aunt and Jimmy and uh, Doug and Louis Black. It's kind of like the exact same feeling. You know what I mean? Like that same exact feeling that I get hanging out with those guys. That's exactly how she feels. She just feels like a really funny person. When she went through her bag, uh, and Hicks was sitting there, and just started pulling out papers that just looked like this, and on the back just had jokes that she had written down over the course of the day. It was fucking great. Just in- insanely great. And she looked damn good, too. I know she does. She looks very, very good in real life, and I don't know if that's always a compliment to people, but she de- definitely looks better in real life than she does um, in the pictures and all. I thought she looked fantastic. And, God, and you hate just, women. Yeah, and she's just so incredibly quick, too. Yeah. Well, Always has been. been. a long, long time, man, and being strong. But even when I come over, Jimmy asked me off the air, and I'm not, you know, it's, it seems like a strange thing to say, because I don't have to pimp her. She's Joan Rivers. But he's like, oh, yeah, she's my favorite comic working right now. And it's true. Uh, I know, like, like she said, like, when critics like to take shots at her, but she is really a strong comic. Really a strong comic. So, now we'll go back and try to do an unmask with her, but that would be a lot of fun. But I, you've been banging your head against that, so we finally had to get together to meet right. in a shorter thing. Because uh, she'd be great on there. And after what she told me, she'd love to do one, but whoever knows. You know what I mean? A lot of times you're like, yes! We all must get together. It would be great. Me, you, and Hicks. See, that's uh, another person could uh, fill in for Davy Mac. So far, we've looked at David Mamet, Joan Rivers, and, of course, Bill Walton. Who would you pick so far? Um, I think so far, I think I'll go with Joan. Hmm. Hicks? Oh, Bill Walton after yesterday. Yeah, and, of course, Mamet and I are now best friends, so we're still... You know what? We're neck and neck. We're not voting yet, though. It's not over. And this could be like um, 12 Angry Men. Who knows? We'll get in a room... We'll fight it out. Uh, maybe somebody will uh, pop out of this and be the person who comes in for Dave. So it's Joan Rivers, a piece of work dot com, and of course her date at the Gramercy, Gramercy Theater. What is it? What theater? Gramercy Theater on June twenty fourth. New York. And then her TV show, How'd You Get So Rich on TV Land. She's nonstop. What's with the shake? Oh, the shake. Oh, that's a whole nother diabetic pick thing. Up, pick up the paper. That's how I know it. I didn't. I never saw it. Hicks, gotta get a good look at him. Hold the paper up. Look how he holds the paper. Holy shit! You got a He's... bad shake going there, brother. Yeah, I got bad shakes everywhere. It's a diabetes thing. It was another thing I got checked out over the over the vacation. Yeah. So what I have is diabetic nerve damage. They call it neuropathy. So what happens is just. Things will start twitching or shaking just by themselves. I have one down my leg that just doesn't stop now. I actually had to start uh, carrying my cell phone in a different pocket because I thought it was vibrating. I don't get this. Joan Rivers is like 15 years older than you, and she comes in here as healthy as could be. She's not diabetic that we're aware of. You're falling apart over there, brother, man. Yeah. You got so, the asshole, the diabetes. It's all catching well, up. Why would you just suddenly get the shakes? You didn't have them before? No, they they come and go. Like, like a karma chameleon? Yeah, I may not have this ten minutes later. Oh, because I'm just sitting there, and when you picked up the paper, I see it. And I'm like, what is he, a fucking afraid to read now? 
I thought maybe you had a new mind of phobia. Well, at least the, the good thing I know is every time I thought I was having another heart attack because my arm would tremble or go numb, no, it's just nerve damage. Whew, what a relief. Just diabetes. Mm. Uh, Adam, you're on the Run Face Show. Going once, twice. Sounds oh. like... Oh, we got you, buddy? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this Ron? Yeah. Sorry you broke up there, man. At, uh, Chicago loves your cupcake, man. Thank you so much. Here's kind of an exciting... I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but I'm going to anyway. Molly's is going to be on Cupcake Wars this summer. Yeah. And is there that opportunity that the Ron Bennington Cupcake makes it onto Cupcake Wars? I believe it to be the strongest cupcake in America right now. Definitely. My wife loves it, man. Uh, second strongest? Um, vanilla. That's vanilla. All right. Thanks a lot, Adam. Thanks, man. Peace. Just calls up to say he loves our cupcake in Chicago. Soon they'll be saying that in New York. And then after that, Bathe Rouge. No, I don't know where they're going next. <laughs> I want to go straight up against Hershey. I'd like to open up the world's first cupcake park. Yeah, bring it to those assholes. Yeah, bring it. And I'll tell you something right now. You got to bring some to get some. And that's what we're doing. Hershey's been walking too tall too long. Hmm? They feel they're untouchable. What, are you holding your hand down now? Well, now I didn't want it to shake and be annoying. Hmm. Uh, Mike, you're running fast. Hey, Fedgy, that's uh, not nerve damage you got there, bud. You're crashing. Your blood sugar's too low right now. He eats I'm nothing but eating. turkey loaf every day. Yeah, he I mean, eats a chicken sugar. loaf. It's driving he me nuts. Here's another funny thing that Fez did today. So I, I'm never here before the show. You guys normally show up to show when I do, you know. And uh, so I'm here a little early. I do the Joan Rivers thing. And I'm uh, walking upstairs. I'm going to go sit in the office for a while. Uh, Fez comes up. Oh, that was really great. I go, I didn't even really listen. No, I wasn't listening. I'm just hearing from them. That was great. He goes, why don't we go sit in, in the conference room? So I'm like, okay. We're sitting in like this giant fucking room with this thing. And he and I are talking. I'm like, okay, I'm going to head down. So he kind of guides me out of the way and takes me to another table to sit. And finally I go, are you trying to keep me out of the office? And I was. But why don't you just say so? Why do you treat me like I'm the fucking neighborhood cop? What is in the office that I can't see? The office right now, it's a mess again, and also it is hot as hell. I was in the office earlier this morning, and the sweat just pouring down, man. I'm sweating through three shirts. Um, why so many shirts? Because of all the sweating. Why, it's a vicious is, cycle. Is our office that... It gets warm in there, and it vibrates. The whole thing vibrates. Why does it vibrate? I don't, we haven't figured it out yet. I think we're over the radiator. Maybe your purple guy is fucking grinding over there. Uh, Will, you're on Fez. Maybe that vibration is Fez shaking. Maybe. Hey, I did some quick math. Uh, you said that Fez is 15 years younger than Joan Rivers. That puts him at 62 years old. First of all, we never discuss a lady's age. Rick, you're on Thank you. Fez. Hey, Ron, uh, was... Joan Rivers talking to anybody specific when she said all gay guys need to go to her show? I'm just saying she pointed at one of us. Uh, she was staring lasers at somebody, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. All right, have a go. Yeah. Mm. 
Why don't we break here, Fezzy? Okay. When we come back, we're going to see how much Fez can bench press. It's the Ron Fez Show. The Virus. Sirius 197 XM202. Ron and Fez. Uh, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Getting ready to start up uh, Summer TV. And Mark Wahlberg, Fez, he says, Entourage will end its run early next year with six episodes. So I guess they're going to have a regular season this year. Right, regular summer season. Then do a half of winter season. Right. And then movie. And then he wants to do the movie. He says he's very focused on that. I just wonder, uh, what they would have to do maybe is make half of this movie the Aquaman movie or something. Well, that's already left behind. Why, why would they have to do that? I don't know if there's enough there to do a whole movie on. Well, they do what? Half hour a week? Yeah. So three episodes would be a movie. Okay. So it just, I kind of see, I don't know if, I don't hear people talking about Entourage as much, and I don't know if there's still a demand for this film. Mm. I think the Sex in the City people wanted a Sex in the City movie. I don't know if the Entourage guys are the same way. I don't know if they've been offered it yet. Entourage is kind of Sex in the City for guys. Oh, it definitely is. It's, it's, it's that fucking, uh... Uh, carry shoes, it's Turtles fucking Nikes. It's he does. He, Turtle <laughs> spends a lot of time with his fucking uh, shoes. There's always new cars. They're jet skiing. They're fucking, you know, on private jets. Starlets constantly. You you don't like uh, Andrash? I gave up after like season three. or, or maybe I haven't given four. up yet. I'm still there. You're punishing yourself. Why am I punishing? I got nothing else to do. I watch a, a at most four hours of TV a week. That's how bad TV is. Entourage is watchable. You don't watch it, Fez? No, I gave up probably about the same time Hicks did. That was my Aquaman reference. Uh, look what it is. It's our good friend, uh, G Baby. G Baby. Hey, what's up, buddies? Yeah. Yeah, I really miss Dave. Uh, anyway, I uh, I've seen the first couple episodes of Entourage this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been kept with it the whole time, too, but so far, not good, Ronnie. <laughs> uh, basically, without giving too, too much away, uh, basically Vince now, he needs, like, to feel a rush because he's done everything in his world. And fucking girls and being in movies isn't enough anymore. So it sort of becomes like a thrill seeker. It's uh, it's pretty weak. The second episode's a little better. Uh, they have some NFL stuff in there with Ari, but... I don't know. It's not a strong start to this season. Um, you know, I, it never has been like that strong of a show. I've just had it on. It's only, what, ten episodes a year? And I give them a watch. You can watch them anytime you want. It's just not hanging in the air for me. I don't have the same thing like, oh, my God, this week's Entourage. I never ever put it with, let's say, Sopranos or anything. But how many shows do you have to watch? You don't have many shows. Right now I'm watching Treme, 
and uh, Friday Night Lights, and that's about it. Uh, there's two shows I'm on, but yeah, Entourage. I'm, I'm, you know, I always watch it. I like the characters, you know, and I love now that I live out here, sort of seeing like where they're going. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like this uh, this season, I, I, this, at the start of it, it's not really grabbing me in any way, you know, like just compared to other seasons. But hopefully, you know, it turns around, and I think the movie is a good idea as long as you know. I think the series needs to end, and I think Mark Wahlberg's plan. To do like a season and a half in a movie would be perfect. Just, just end it. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not going to cost us anything. Uh, you know, Fed's going to do one of them. But what's that matter? You don't watch the TV show. You don't go to most movies. You don't watch most TV shows. Let them do their thing. Maybe there's a market. Yeah. All right, really Jimmy. Wonder what All right, buddy. Uh, Talk to you later, pal. Bye. Maybe I'll jump back in. Come back with me. Me and you can talk about it all year. Uh, there's a new TV show. I think Showtime has it. And I'm reading about, you know, whatever they're running. Showtime, by the way, is doing a lot new new shows now. Um, particularly, they've got a lot coming out this summer. And one of their new shows has an awkward teenage boy who just... this. I'm doing their description. I haven't seen a frame of it. But it's an awkward teenage boy who just happens to have a huge penis. Oh, I saw the trailer for that, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I saw and that. I am like, what the fuck? How is that a premise? It's giant cock. <laughs> it's the boy with a giant cock. Now, here's the thing. Let's suppose I went in there. I got an idea for a show. Teenage girl, tiny cunny. Just a little tiny pussy. Like a vice? Yes. Like a pinprick. Like a pinprick in a silk sheet. That's what her vagina's like. So, when do we start shooting? Oh, by the way. There's no hair around it because she's so young. She's so young and tiny, but still bigger than her tiny, tiny, tiny little vagina. Now, when do we start shooting? I was thinking about Karen Allen's daughter being it. Uh, Everyone would think I was nuts, but this fucking cougar thing runs the world right now. Well, HBO has that show, Hung. So maybe they're fucking competing against that. It's a young version of Hung. And then the guy... The guy who was in Hung had to come out and say this. Hey, I just have an average-sized penis, so I want everyone that I ever fucked before to stop coming out of the woodwork and talking to the star. Nightmare. They're all going, he doesn't have a fucking real penis. All right, well, the guy who fucking played Superman can't exactly fly with a car over his head. But you don't feel like he's lying to the public. Uh, Big Brother starts in July... They try to stay away from it this year. Why? Uh, it's just, you know, it takes so much. There's only one good thing. Now that they, they do it on Showtime, I can fall asleep with them. Late at night, when they're laying down, so am I. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It's like being a fucking uh, Eskimo for a little while. Now, with the Cougar Show, Cougar Town with Courtney Cox, mm-hmm. they're talking about changing the name, that it's just not going to be Cougar Town anymore. Well, they change it to Cupcake. So they, it's um, what the, they're saying that she doesn't follow the premise of a cougar anyway. So that I guess it's just going to be the Courtney Cox show now. Okay. And I'm going to have me turn it on. Well, they go Puma Town. There's something different. I think the cougar gimmick is already over. It's burning out real fucking quick. For a while, they're like the post was having like. Uh, Profiles on cougar parties and cougar bar nights constantly every other week. 
Now you don't hear shit about it. Cougar Town was the uh, apex of the cougarness. Now it just turns out those were the same ladies in oh, the bar anyway. By the way, I was wrong about the showtime. MTV has the show with the boy with the giant cock. That's MTV. It's a good title. All right. Now you understand why the parents are fucking mad at MTV. They used to fucking have Adam Ann on there. They used to have the Durannies. And now it's the little boy with the giant cock. And Tom Cruise cursing. And Tom Cruise. This fucking Tom Cruise thing. Now you can't pick up a TV, uh, any kind of TV readership stuff, any of the online blogs, uh, newspapers. I should have talked to G-Baby about this. Oh, he's back. Tom Cruise is back. He fucking got over the fact of acting like he was crazy because he jumped around and yelled by jumping around and yelling and acting like a fucking idiot. Yeah, doing a Harvey Weinstein impression. I don't even think that was the supposed dances. to be. But why would Harvey suddenly love fucking rap music and want to dance to it. And the same song, nonstop, in every promo in Tropic Thunder where the character originated from and his fucking, and his uh, performance. And they're making a movie out of it. Uh, Sean, you're on face. Ronnie, I think in the two best shows on TV, Big Love and Breaking Bad. Breaking, ba Breaking Bad's pretty phenomenal. The Big Love writing got a little fucking crazy last year, though. Oh, fuck. It's nuts. Yeah. There are sometimes, there are uh, there's sometimes of the fucking show that I don't know if they're just adding someone. You know, G Baby brought up the thing of, hey, um, you know, this year that they're going in a whole different direction. Let's have them be a thrill seeker who has to. Why? That doesn't happen to anyone. He's a skateboarder now, though. Yeah, that never happened. Like Burt Reynolds didn't try to kill himself because <laughs> he had a couple hit records. Because they've got, they've got no place else to go with a guy who has fucking everything. And Lou just bangs broads and fucking spends money and gets pammered with his buddies. Well, you know, Joan Rivers was even saying that today about, like, the longer, like, you suffer, the longer you wait, the better you're able to handle any kind of success. And she and brought up Snooky. She brings up Snooky. Like, Snooky's a fuck. <laughs> go get your money right now, Snooky, because you're done. You're done, honey. And then this was a uh, uh, fucking grace. Bill Cosby suffered on the train ride from Philly to New York, and then everything was great. <laughs> um, Chris, Mississippi, you're on the Uh Yeah, I couldn't be more excited about the uh, rumor that the new season of Eastbound and Down is going to be taking place in Mexico. Yeah, he's going to be playing in the Mexican League, and apparently it's a, a complete cast uh, flip over to a complete Mexican cast. I couldn't be more excited. It sounds awesome, but I hope Stevie comes back. I'm hearing some things that are positive that oh, way. Oh, that's awesome. Because he could find him in Mexico. I just want Stevie to just break down and try to blow him once. You can see it coming. Oh, like in his mouth? Yeah. Just yeah. they're drunk and they're fucking. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Oh, no, it's Mexico. All right, let me, uh, I want to do a guess the tweet here, too. All right, ready? Here it is. Wow. Never realized that the Los Angeles Angels literally translates literally to the the Angels Angels. Pretty, pretty, gay, gay. That's from our own JJ, Jay Moore. <laughs> this fucking cracked me up. Um, let's go over here. To, oops, I lost you. Let's try Tony. Tony, you're on the run of Fez show. 
Ron, my friend, you are a genius. A, a quirky kid with a big cock, and Dave's not around to add to this story. Ron, you are a genius. That's the way you're going to get him back. My friend, you are the best. What I am going to do is, this is why, by the way, David Mamet, Bill Walton, I want Dave every day going, I'm missing it. I'm missing it. Then I talk about his favorite baseball players. Just mentally torture him. All I'm doing right now is a radio version is open up the window and putting a pie down. Putting a pie down the settle. Uh, I don't know whether you heard Ant this morning. I didn't even answer him. He was almost taking the Fez Watley road. He went to Fez Watley thing right away of going, well, let's go straight into Dave's personal life. Do you think this was a good idea? This was a good idea? I just didn't answer. You know why, Hicks? I've got the window open, and I put a pie down to cool. That's going to bring that red bear back to me. He's hairy like one. Yeah, I haven't even gotten in my uh, head that it's uh, it's totally real yet. It's it's shocking. It's... But that email that I got earlier was correct. I don't have a tendency to overly miss people. But um, Dave is a little different there. But no, there's no use in uh, talking about his uh, private life. Because quite frankly, that drives him crazy. Uh, Gary Coleman will be cremated. Uh, and his ex-wife plans on scattering his ashes on some railroad tracks. Was he a fucking... That, you know, there's a pause right there. Uh, because of his love for toy trains. Now, if if my fucking, you know, like if my mom did that to my dad, I would have said, you must have hated that man. You went and put him on railroad tracks for a train to run over. She said he loved toy trains so much, that's what he wanted. Thanks. Apparently, he wants something. He he left some mean note behind about anyone coming to his funeral to say, "Let's see if you can even look each other in the eyes the way you treated me in your life." He was an unhappy little guy. Yeah, he said that people had to be able to truly have loved Gary Coleman to go to the funeral, and they and if they're in charge, feel free to ban all press. But maybe sprinkle some ashes on a toy train set then. Not a oh. real train track. It just sounds like she's turning him into like some sort of hobo trying to catch a freight car. When you're dead, you're dead, Fuzzy. When you're dead, you're dead. If you could get mine in the pirate ship cannon at the end of the Buccaneers uh, Stadium in their end zone... Just to oh, be that shot not, the field. Yeah, that cannon's not that big. That cannon could never handle your ashes. It may have to be stuffed uh, over the course of a season. I wouldn't even mind just taking you to Staten Island and putting you on the fucking garbage pile over there. Don't put me on the Fresh Kills landfill. It wouldn't be a bad idea to just pay a fucking barge to take you out to sea. Two or three barges to take you out to sea. Basically, the same thing as sticking me on railroad tracks. Well, no one did Brother Hunter S. Thompson with that giant party in the fucking... I know. Fez is trying to steal from him immediately. Oh. With the shoot my ashes out of a cannon. 
We all know who Hunter is, Fez. Well, that's the way you're shaking right now. I'm getting worried about you as it is. Um, Hurley, and I don't know if that's his real name. Hurley said uh, that the new Lost DVD collection, there's an extra scene. Why do they always think that you'll buy an entire fucking season for an extra scene when I know Hicks is going to have the whole thing pulled off the Internet within seconds? But the extra scene is shows what happened after Hurley took charge of the island. All right, so not worth the price. We know what happened. Hurley's nice to people. It's not like Hurley is going to start being the smoke monster and running around breaking people's necks. Here's the scene of Hurley being nice. Well, he becomes a rapist or something, though. It's almost worth watching. But it, it would look interesting to see him in that. Does another plane come? Blah, blah, blah. Just as him in charge. Yeah. You know? Him being all weird. Does he start wearing white now? When's this DVD collection coming out? But I agree with you. I wouldn't pay for it. Uh -huh. Hicks will steal it. Yeah, but I definitely it. want to see that scene. Yeah, it's supposed to be like 20 minutes in total of uh, all stuff that's supposed to uh, explain. But whatever. That's what the fucking show was for. Well, you have to pay for the show. Mm, that's true. Hey, Ace. Uh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Hey, Fezzy, I thought you wanted to be buried in Northern Virginia. No, do not take my body to Northern Virginia. They do not want to be buried there. Uh, you want a big or small funeral? Um, I think I would like big. Just a lot of people coming through. Then I'm going to need you to die six years ago. Should be able to round some people up. Come yes, by. I can get some. But you burned a lot of bridges. Mm-hmm. But I would like the big funeral would be a nice send off where the oh it would it would be nice because everybody will come over and tell me that I'm a saint. That's what I like. You are a saint to him. Where you know you're tying up traffic by all, all the cars going through following the hearse to the funeral parlor. Yeah, I'm just going to go to the viewing. I don't like to go out to the fucking. And I thought you were going to be cremated. Oh yeah, it's um. Yeah, well, I, I go back and forth. You don't have on a it. will? No, I don't. Why not? I'm afraid to make it out. Like, as soon as I write it out, I'll die. I'll tell you this. And you don't even have to put anything in your will. But by the time your family gets up here, I'll have that fucking place cleaned out. I got you, Hall. I'll take the fucking carpeting off the floors. I'll scrape the paint down and try to melt it down and sell it later. I'm not even fucking kidding you. If I collapse in that apartment and nobody finds me for a while, I don't think those carpets are going to be worth anything. Do you want me to run the roast when you're dead? I want to see who I can book there. Well, I thought you would just do a eulogy, not a roast. I want to do it funny. Do you want it on air? That would be nice. I think well, that would make it bigger. And just one of those giant photos of me on an easel. So you just want me to run a eulogy? Yeah, that would be good. Come up with some nice things. Okay. Uh, let me bring up the person who knows him best. Bruno Coletti, his doorman. I'm sure Bruno would want to be there. But I don't know if he's... I don't know if he should speak. He's just going to mention how many packages I end up getting. 
I'll talk to the little huh. Mexican guy from your diner that fucking delivers. Jorge's gonna need a translator. I'm gonna try to get the wave going. Or your first standing ovation. What I'll do is when I let everybody go, I'll just say clap on your way out. And I'll consider that a standing ovation. As you're leaving, clap. Now, will you start the standing ovation? Get everybody up and clap? You gotta, someone's got to start it. I always hate to do that. You're not a leader. No, I come in later on a standing ovation. You know why? Right. You don't know what to do. You don't know when the time is right to have a standing ovation. No, and I worry that it's like, I usually... Why could someone spend their so, life, so much of their life around show business and have no idea how it works? Well, I never know exactly when it's going to take. Why brag about that? Well, it's not, it's not bragging. It's it's. it's I, that's me being sarcastic. That's another thing you should fucking recognize by now. Sarcasm. Of course you should know the time, is it? I wait for the guy in front of me to go up. When I can't see what's going on on the stage, then I get up. Uh, Nate, you're on the Hey, Ronnie, uh, you sound like a million bucks. I'm wondering what the over-under on the number of pallbearers that Fez is going to need. I think I'll set it now at 19. We'll see you. Um, I know this. There's going to be two pallbearers. Just two? Well, only two handles on a trash can. Let's take a break. Right back, run a Fez show. The Sirius 197 XM202. The virus. The Ron and Fez show. I don't want his cigarettes, and I want his, or 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 his, Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. About fourteen point six percent of newly married people in two thousand eight say they made they married outside of their race or ethnic background. And that's a new Pew uh, report that was released on Friday. So almost um, 15% of the people getting married now, getting married outside their race or ethnic background. Uh, do you think it even draws a stare anymore if you see a black guy and a white uh, girl, white girl and a black girl? I don't think so. No. I, I think it's just really commonplace yeah. anymore. I, I don't think it, it gets stared at at all. Uh, now, but it's commonplace, it's universally accepted, right? I think so. What if it was your sister? If it was my sister, I would, I would stare. I would, I would. You would stare. <laughs> I would, I would be. Un I think I would probably still be uncomfortable about it. Mm. Why is that? Um. To me, it's just, it's, it would seem especially so out of character for her, but it just, it, it just would, it wouldn't happen in my family. So I think that's what it, it's. Hex, what about for you? 
like we said, we do this across the board. It's accepted. And here's Fez is saying it wouldn't happen in his family. One of the things that Fez pushes all the time on this show is acceptance. And yet, here's something that he trails the rest of the country on. Yeah, that's that's a little fucking much. Uh, but it doesn't. It's so. It's really commonplace now, especially I mean in New York. It's really commonplace. You're constantly seeing. Well, New York, you're not going to let a white couple into a club. That's fucking ridiculous. You really need to be an Asian guy with a black chick. Yeah, that's uh. I, 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 one, I when I see, I'm still I'm a little surprised. I, I don't think I don't take it that. Like, oh shit, all right. Asian guy doing well with a black chick. Yeah. You're figuring like, hey, she's got some past. But it is interesting that we could say, oh, it's really common. Oh, it's uh, totally accepted. Would you accept it with your daughter, your sister? Then you see people immediately go into a fez of, well, she wouldn't do that. No, but you know, he didn't even, he didn't have any excuses or feelings about it. But when you have childhood prejudice, it's harder to fucking shake um, than you think. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, well, look who it is. It's Flea. We haven't seen him in forever. Yes, how's it going, everybody? What do you say, Flea? It's been a long time. I know. No, I've been busy with job and grad school and doing fun, but uh, that's not important. I'm just. Uh, what are you, what are you grad school for? Uh, communication arts, just trying to, you know, basic stuff. Okay. Anyway, I'm actually uh, right now dating a mixed-race girl. She's Puerto Rican and Lebanese, and it's actually the happiest I've been. I'm white and Jewish, and that's why I've used to been dating for a while, but now I'm dating a completely different girl. And even though it's completely different backgrounds, it's the most fun I've had. You know, her family's different from mine, and I don't know. It's the happiest I can be. Is, does her family accept uh, you, your family accept her? Yeah, my family really likes her. She's actually the nicest that all my girlfriends have been because most of them just being, you know, chaps. So she's really cool, and her family happens to like me a lot, too. So I don't know. And you're not treated uh, weirdly in either neighborhood? Uh, the only thing that's treated is they want to know about me being Jewish and how that's different from their holidays because she came up for Passover. It was the first time she'd ever done that. I've never, never celebrated Christmas before with a girlfriend. So, you know, it's different, at least from the religious point of view. And the race point of view, I think, isn't a big deal nowadays. I don't know about religion, though, with other families. I think that might be a big deal. Yeah, religion, uh, I guess, could be, because then you're even tied in with, are the babies going to go to hell by being like their father, you know? Yeah, that gets tougher know for people to get about, over with that. I don't know how my mom's going to feel about me, you know, marrying a Catholic girl. Yeah, it, 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 you know, that part of it's still a jump. But, you know, when my, when my parents were uh, younger, um, it was considered mixed race, like if an Italian married an Irish, you know, or a... Polish person uh, would be marrying a wasp. Everybody would be like, you know, you're completely different. And then when I was a little kid, uh, seeing mixed couples, blacks and whites together, would turn heads. And then my mom would say the same thing every time. I feel sorry for their children. They don't fit in either world. And I'd be a little kid myself, and i think, wow, black people have another world. I guess they just come fucking visit here every once in a while. Uh, but it's really funny. All this kind of racism stuff gets always taken care of by the next generation. 
Yeah, my dad uh, hated fucking, uh, he especially hated Jews. I mean, he was like, don't date a Jewish girl, and uh, I just want you dating fucking Irish women. My mom was somewhat like that, too. Not as bad as my dad. My dad was real bad. So the, your parents were really into the big Irish thing? Oh, yeah. Very strange. Uh, my mom were just Catholic, just be Catholic. Just be Catholic across the board. Uh, Charles, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, I married a uh, white chick. I'm actually half Filipino. I'm here in the South, and I uh, married a farm girl, and uh, seems to be working out okay. Her parents like me and everything. Uh, what about uh, any problem with society itself? Uh, no issues. I mean, again, it's, it seems to be a normal thing, and even in the South, it's not that bad. Yeah, um, I, I wonder, though, when you're not around, if the fucking parents say, hey, you bringing your flip over tonight, or are you coming solo? <laughs> Well, uh, her parents actually thought I was black at first. They had never met me, but now... So what a relief. You're just Filipino. Yeah, exactly. Is that um, awkward when you have to uh, stop and just explain your race, your ethnic background? I don't know. You know, the race thing, is sometimes I think it gets all co uh, too caught up. I don't understand the ethnic pride sometimes. Oh, I'm really happy. Why? I don't know. Some people a long time ago invented meatballs, and then I get to celebrate it. Well, I get meatballs, too. I'm not Italian. I get to eat a meatball anytime I want. And I'm here, too. Thanks, Christopher Columbus. It's, just, it's not like it put you over better than anybody else. Well, no one's more proud of getting fucked up than the Irish, because they are Irish. Well, the Irish have really good things to be proud of. Uh, we can drink and hit each other with the top of our heads. Um, and I would be at such a young age. And my uncles would say to me, hardest part of your body, top of your head. So you come in close, look at me. You come in close, have a hold of his shirt here, and just drop it on the bridge of his nose. And I'd be like, let's just relax. Um, Alec, Chicago, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Uh, I just wanted to just comment on the, uh, the subject of... Uh, like religion, my mom told me that I wasn't allowed to uh, have a kid with a not Jewish uh, girl because it'd be a monster baby. So they, she thought that if there's any kind of Christian blood in there, the baby would have a giant head. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure, and she's dating a Christian uh, man herself right now. So we give her a hard time about her saying that. So. <laughs> That's hysterical. And, yeah, that is really fucking true. Whenever it benefits that person, they're like, ah, forget about it. Hey, I'm looking up on 202 Friends, and Dak said, uh, I kind of like Flea using the radio to rub his new relationship in the face of his old girlfriend. I had no idea. Um, Paul, Jersey, Ron Fez. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, I'm a uh, Mexican-American dude, and my wife is white. Like, uh, She's like Irish or some shit, and we've... I mean, we've been together for seven years, and we've never had a problem. Her parents really like me and stuff, so um, I guess society's a little more open to it now. Yes, yeah, society has, I mean, at 14%, 14%, uh, society has shown that they've basically come around. And this is being forced. There's no busing here. We <laughs> demand that you marry a minority. This is just people on their own. Don't give a shit anymore. Chris, Buffalo, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., what's shaking? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I got my older brother who's dating a Chinese girl, and that didn't really bother me, but the thought of them having kids, now that started to bother me. I don't know if I could handle that. You know, what what wouldn't you be able to handle? 
just the thought of, I am Irish, and I do take pride in that, and the thought of uh, mixing all that up with the Chinese, I, I just don't like it. Why can't you just be proud of those kids for being your brother's kids? Because they're going to look weird. They're, they're, you know, they're going to look more Chinese than him. They're going to look more Chinese than him. All right. Yeah, they're going to have slanty eyes, and I, you know, I'm just, I don't like the whole idea of it. Um, have you thought about uh, maybe moving um, 1942 Germany? Yeah, you know, I thought about it, but I can't find a time machine. If you could provide me with one. I only take the homeless. Here's Phil in Dallas. You're on fest. How's it going? Yeah, I've been dating a girl online. She's uh, half white and half black. We've been dating for about two years. Uh, no problems, really. Uh, I'm actually from Alabama. Uh, when I first told my grandfather, he was pretty outraged. He told me uh, I was going to have to deal with the consequences. Um. And now everybody's cool? Yeah, yeah, everyone's cool. Uh, you know, the, it's mostly my the, the older people in my family are the ones that think it's not right. But, yeah, for the, for the most part, it's not a problem. It really is funny, though, the way people will eventually settle the fuck down. As upset as they think they are, they will eventually go, uh, whatever. Richard, you're on the Renafest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Yeah, I know a little guy named Eastside Dave, a Catholic, married a Jew. I thought the interesting thing there was his parents, who raised him completely Catholic, you know, showed to me that they were like, if this is what Dave wants, is fine. They don't ride him too much. I think they brought up that they like to be the kids be Catholic, but they haven't tried to set anything up. And those people, like, you know, we always bitch and stuff, but you have to give uh, people credit for changing. That's a long haul to make over their lifetime. And they were able to do it. Well, being progressive. I don't know. You know, and, uh, I guess she is now, but I don't know at the time. Um, Jerry, you're on Running Fez. Hey, I'm a white guy from the States, married to Puerto Rican. Her fucking parents hate me. They hate my lily white ass. But here's the thing, Jerry. I have a feeling that even if you married a white girl, their parents would hate you. <laughs> it's just something about you. Um, so are the Puerto Rican parents, are they still in Puerto Rico? Oh, he's gone. Because there's nothing like that. I mean, quite frankly, you need to separate her from that uh, uh, you know, family as quickly as you can. Marco, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yeah. Hey, buddy. I'm from Mexico. I immigrated to this country about seven years ago and uh, found a nice, beautiful white woman, fell in love, married her, never had a problem with her family. They all love me. They all treat me nice. My family in Mexico hates her. Hates her. I don't understand why. Has it ever, have they ever given you a reason? Uh, you know, just stupid reasons about how the culture up here is so weird to them and it's Everybody's too open, and there's no morals up here, you know. You know what? I'm starting to think they're exactly right, though. They might be onto something. Uh, Maybe. Why don't you do this? Next time you talk to them, let them know. Pinata. Just say, hey, uh, I'm going to blindfold you. I'm going to give you a stick. And hit this thing, and later candy will fall out. Uh, Randy in Florida, you're on Fuzz. Yeah, Ron? Yes, sir. Hey, man. Um. 
about this whole uh, the interracial dating thing, I mean, it, I'm I'm fine with it. People can do whatever they want, but it seems like if you're a person like I am, who uh, I want to keep everything racially pure, but I'm looked at as a racist because of that. I don't understand why it's okay to date outside your race, but if you want to keep everything the way you want it to, then you're wrong. You're a racist. Well, I, I think that you went back to say that as long as you're doing it yourself, and if racial purity is really important to you, um, for whatever reason, I don't, uh, why wouldn't you have that choice? I think the weirdness is if you get into the thing of, but now I don't want my sister to be with somebody, or my kids, I'm going to run their life. That's where it goes from this, you know, hey, making a personal choice to this weird control thing over other people. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying on that. Yeah, I don't care what other people do. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I always said that I would never date a Jewish girl or marry a Jewish girl. Or, I mean, they'd have to be white Christian. That's what I would marry. Yeah. But then every time I say that, you know, I'm automatically labeled a racist. No, I don't, I, you know, I really don't have a problem with that. Like you said, it's your preference. But then if you, I think if you take it to, you know, telling your friends, hey, you shouldn't do that, then, then I think that brings off, you know, the racist yeah. card. Um, okay. But again, well, there, lot, man. there's a, almost every ethnic group that we have has some kind of ethnic pride. And when you have that, it's a form of racism. As soon as you say, we are the group, it lowers all the other groups. And no one does that as much as minorities. Um, and it doesn't even have to fall, fall into race. Uh, we have the gay pride parade, where we celebrate gayness, coming up is later this month, right? Yeah, the end of June. If you had a hetero parade just for heteros promoting heterosexuality, right away we would feel like it was divisive. But only when the minority does it do we act like, okay, that's great. But at the same time, it's still keeping people um, pulled apart. Uh, Gary Houston, you're running Fez. Yeah, we have a hetero parade. It's called Mardi Gras. But here's something. <laughs> You're um, out of your mind. I've been no, down there. It's I very know. fucking gay. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> hey, Ronnie, how about this racial purity idea? It's kind of silly when you think about it because if you're of German descent or French descent or Italian descent, the odds of us in this country staying truly pure to our ethnic background are almost – it's so – ridiculously low that now all of a sudden because you're from Mexico and that's just pure color that's that's skin tone that's not yeah. racial purity well what's really even funny if if it meant so much to let's say Hicks's family this pro-Irish thing why didn't they fucking stay in Ireland what made them get on the boat I'm a story it's a bunch of Greek people <laughs> exactly it's you know there are places to go back and be with people who look like yourself and none of our ancestors did it. But it's really crazy, too, like, why you somehow, maybe, you're a couple of generations closer to, um, you know, fucking pick somebody who you're, you know, Christopher Columbus. But at the same time, I think, you know, it's really about the human move. Look what humans have done. I don't know if, you, if, you know, you can look at Neil Armstrong and go, oh... That's the British in them. That's the Anglo-Saxonness of it all. Um, there's a little something going on, too. 
Uh, I want to get to them in a couple of minutes. I'm going to take a couple more of these calls first, but then I'm going to throw down some kind of uh, a fight that's going on in the pop music world. Um, here's Ryan, Jersey. You're on Manifez. Ryan, we got you. Let's go over here to Mark. Mark, you're on Manifez. Hey, buddy. Hey, you know, I was, my original question was going to be, I'm dating a chick who's half Portuguese. Is that a mixed race? Really, I think my question is, are Portuguese people considered Caucasian? I believe that they are because the Spanish are considered Caucasian. The Italians are considered Caucasian. So everybody in European descent is a Caucasian, right? Right. I, I would say, yeah, the Portuguese are right in there. Now, my uh, family never considered Portuguese, Spanish, Italian, Greeks, Caucasian. But we had a much tighter, uh, you know, it was a tough door to get through. Although Hicks's family would have been able to stumble its way right in. Uh, James, you're on Fez. Hey, buddy. Sorry, taking a bull hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm Persian and uh, from Iran. And my wife, uh, of course, I'm Shia Muslim. My wife is uh, Episcopalian from Roanoke, Virginia. And we got married uh, four days after 9-11. And uh, it, it's not overly weird. I mean, it, it is kind of strange when we meld our two different cultures coming together. But, you know, we, how we figured it out. What are you going to do in Not Without My Daughter gimmick where you take the daughter over to Iran and don't let her come back? Don't tell about that part. Yeah. Uh, for you, do you kind of so you guys um, have you decided what religion you're going to lean your family towards? No, we're we're kind of uh, we got a five year old little girl. We're kind of just trying to educate her both ways, and and I guess have a bastard child. What uh, would be great is if you gave her neither. I think that would be yeah. the gift that would be best of all. Um. Let's go over to Lady Trucker. Go ahead, Lady Trucker. Yeah, my parents had a rough time. One was Swedish and Lutheran, and the other one was all Norwegian and Methodist. And that was really a problem for the two of them? Uh, well, their parents, yeah, their parents were uh, just really upset that they weren't keeping themselves, you know, pure blood. And, uh, pure? They were both descended from Viking rapists. That's true. I mean, they, they even had a tough time with them settling on, on raising us kids Presbyterians. Yeah. Well, I really don't think, I don't think it really matters what your religion is as long as you can drive, a, you know, a big rig. And I think they've, they've shown they've raised a successful family. Talk to you later, later LT. Uh, this is the story I wanted to get to you about, Fez. I'll throw Hicks in with this as well. Uh, there's a little uh, problem brewing right now in the pop world. You've got Katy Perry up against Lady Gaga. Uh, apparently, Lady Gaga has a new video. Have you seen it yet, Hicks? Uh, yeah, I watched it last night. How is it? It's uh, pretty gay. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of gayness going on in that fucking video. Too much? Yeah, too much. Right. Honestly, honestly, it's too much. Sounds like it'll be a hit. No. Mm. Um. Well, Katie slammed the new video on Twitter saying using blasphemy as entertainment is, a, is as cheap as a comedian telling a fart joke. Uh, so basically saying you're just using blasphemy as a way of a cheap uh, shock pop, same as doing a fart joke. Whose side are you on here, Fess? I'm on Lady Gaga's side here. 
I'm with the Gaga. Have you seen? You think it's okay to do blasphemy videos? Yeah, yeah I think I think that's fine. This is that's what she does. She is, her art is outrageousness, and Car- Katy Perry wants to be the only outrageous person in the music business. All right, so outrageousness equals cool. Yeah, I think so. All right, what if I have a, a, a new video saying gays are animals and shouldn't be able to be kept near our kids? All right, I think that's making more of a political statement, and I wouldn't like that at all. Just going for shock. Just going after, I'm just doing it for shock. Shock is cool. Um, you know, I, I think when you, uh, when you ridicule somebody's religion, you've got to expect that not all the shock is going to be positive shock. There's going to be a certain amount of fuck you shock with it at all as well. Uh, Lady Gaga or uh, Katy Perry, who are you going with here? Oh, Katy Perry. Fuck Lady Gaga. You don't I'm like so the Lady Gaga? Yeah. She's just ripping off Bowie and fucking Andy Warhol. And she, right, she dresses as a nun and sucks on some fucking rosary beads. What's a big That's thing? what she was doing? Yeah, that's, that's her, uh, was her thing. See, that seems like it's more Madonna's than anybody else's, right? And pl- throw Madonna in there, too, yeah. And a bunch of fucking gay men uh, riding on beds. Mm. Very, very. I was a little uh, disturbed watching this. Well, what's, it, what's the religious put down? D- just the nun suit? Her, yeah, they're right there, right there. Yeah, please do me a favor. Don't turn up the sound. Sorry. I'd have to hear her then. I'd have to hear her singing along. Yeah, I don't get it at all. But then again, I know yeah. it's big with the kids. All right, I'll try to watch this and talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> but actually, I guess um, that when these things come up, like when Katie Perry is attacking Lady Gaga, it's kind of, believe it or not, good for business because it gets people talking about the two of them. And gets them pressed. And nothing that the press will go to easier than if you say somebody else's shit. You know? If you actually do a thing where, oh, Bob Dylan's the best. I ain't going to make the paper. But if you say Bob Dylan is a fucking scumbag and he should rot in hell, you'll make every paper. They just love fueling the fucking fire. That's all they are. It's crazier at each other. They're just like fat girls in school. Where they have to go running around, stirring the shit up the whole time. All right. so much package we'll see if Lady video. Gaga answers back with any blue hair comments. Well, let's just say this, Fez. I'm watching this with the sound down, mm-hmm. so I can't judge the song. It blows, though. It sounds like every other Lady Gaga song. And now it looks like Christina. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same. Everything that you see now is all the same. Katy Perry it, wishes she had thought of this. You really think so? Yeah. She just hates getting uh, outraged. It's not outrageous anymore, though. That's the fucking problem. The problem is that we've all been there for the spooky kids. Yeah, this is too weird to be outraged. It's retarded. The spooky kids were doing this, what, 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. So how is it outrageous? Because it's what's outrageous now. I No, it isn't. It's the same bit. And that is like saying, you know, goes back to a central thing. It's a fart joke. It's a little too easy. It's not exactly being new. If, you know, we'll never probably get to the fucking point where, you know, farting into someone's face it will be accepted. But it also doesn't make it interesting either. It's just fucking stupid. 
All right, we've got this uh, website that has some of the best and worst of Rockstar feu- uh, feuds of all time. So what we'll do is uh, take a break here. And when we get back, I'll have you guys judge. Okay. And your vote, Fuzzy, uh-huh. will be final. Okay. Absolutely final. This isn't Bush versus Gore, where it's later going to go to the Florida Supreme Court. I will decide who's right and who's wrong. I'm willing to put it out there. Right now I've got Lady Gaga in this one. Okay, Perry, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know you love her. You love her quite a bit. Yeah, what's wrong with that? We're going to roll into a break here. Uh, right back and talk about rock feuds. It's the Ron Fez Show. Ron Bennington. Fez Wadley. The Ron and Fez Show. Serious 197, XM202. Virus. There are three kinds of people. Dicks, pussies, and assholes. So pussies may get mad at dicks once in a while because pussies get fucked by dicks. But dicks also fuck assholes, Chuck. And if they didn't fuck the assholes, you know what you'd get? You'd get your dick and your pussy all covered in shit. Yeah, it's the Run and Fez show. Right, uh, Spinner.com has uh, put out some of the biggest uh, fights in rock music. And, of course, uh, pop music. I don't see any of the hip-hop guys here, and I don't think you could get anything bigger than uh, East Coast, West Coast. Oh, no, because the two fucking heads of both fucking coasts died. Got clipped. A lot of those guys got killed. Oh, yeah, well, 50 Cent almost got killed a bunch of fucking times. But he can't be. In uh, East Coast, West Coast, whose side were you on? Oh, East Coast, baby, Wu-Tang, fucking yeah. Biggie, what's Kinda up? Wu-Tang, yeah. Uh, you said that uh, Fiddy can't be uh, killed. Have you seen the pictures of him since he's doing this movie? No. He weighs like 110 pounds. And his face is just all sucked in. He looks just crazy sick. Scary. Can't it's be good for you. Horrifying. And Because the guy was jacked. He was yeah, huge. I know. So he's off the steroids on the crack, and I can't wait to see this movie. I don't know the name of it. I think it's called Fiddy Santa Sick. I don't know. Seems like it's good, though. All his tattoos are going to be in all new locations. Moving around. Just sinking. Sinking on a sea of skin. That'd be a great name for an album. Sinking on a sea of skin. It's tripped out, actually. Yeah, it's good. It's fucking good. Right. I like it. All right. Uh, what we'll do here, I'll bring up some of this, and then you pick on whose side you're on. That's a, It'll be that simple. Whose side you're on. Axl Rose versus Trash. This is what the diss was, as they call it. I'm glad we, we're bringing diss back. Uh, Axl said, in a nutshell... I consider him a cancer and better avoided. Who do you got, Axel or Slash? Give me Slash in this one. How come? Uh, Axel, too much of a baby about everything. I like a baby, though. 
I like uh, a performer like that. Uh, Hicks, who do you got? Oh, I love Axel. Come mm-hmm. on. The guy's a madman. I'm going to do this one uh, because it would uh, this entire fight would kill Eastside Dave. But I think you got to go with Axel because uh, who got the name of the band? He's the front man. Not you, Slash. Nope. You're uh, in the snake pit or whatever the hell the thing is. Slash is shipbox snake pit. <laughs> I didn't know that was the full name. Uh, here's one. Lily Allen versus Madonna. Uh, Lily Allen said about her. She might have met something once, but I don't know many people my age who care. Lily Allen or Madonna? Give me Madonna in this one. How come? There's always some young chick that thinks she's going to knock Madonna off, and Madonna just keeps coming back. Does she? When's the last time she did anything? I think it was maybe that Glee episode weeks and weeks ago. I don't know about the Glee episode. Hicks, who you got? Oh, Lily Allen, only because Bronx Johnny has a huge fucking crush on her. Well, why wouldn't he? And Madonna is done. Lady Gaga's totally destroyed her and taken her fucking crowd. Yeah, that is that part of it's true. But I'm going to pick Madonna with Fez based on three colors. Red, white, and blue, my friends. USA all the way. Uh, Joni Mitchell trashes Bob Dylan. Bob's not authentic at all. He's a plagiarist. And his name and voice are fake. Give me Bob Dylan in this one. On what? Uh, just the fact that Joni Mitchell, it sounds like Sour Grapes. They're not making Joni Mitchell movies. Sour Grapes, my friend, is wine. Uh, Hicks, who you got? Give me Bob. Come on. Why, why take pot shots at him? It's not, it's not even fair. His name and, va- and voice are fake. And she has a real name and a real voice. I'm going to take Joni Mitchell based on one thing, the Canadian flag. <coughs> I thought you were all USA, red, not, white, and blue. Not anymore. Not since this shitstorm started. Give me the maple leaf. That's what brought Madonna to victory. You jump and ship this quickly? All right, you're going to play that game, and I'm going to fucking switch over and go Lily Allen. Make a re-switch. Nice. Watley Love got it. my fucking kitchen, and I'm anti-USA from this point on. Uh, this is tough. Uh, Elton John trashes Keith Richards. He's so pathetic, poor thing. He's like a monkey with arthritis trying to go on stage and look young. He got Hicks. Keith Richards. What the hell is fucking Elton John come off attacking Keith Richards? What's his problem? He's doing Rush Limbaugh con- con- concerts for fucking money. Um, yeah, he is. He made a million dollars. Is that such a bad thing? Yeah, it is, actually. He got a million dollars and he got to fucking make fun of gay people. Uh, Fez, who you got? I'm taking Keith Richards. All for the same reason, because of that Rush Limbaugh wedding concert. Let me just sit down. Uh, let me get down on my knees and sing to Rush Limbaugh. All right, so I got to... I'm going to... You know, how I love the Stones. But Keith Richards does look like a monkey with arthritis. That's a fucking great gay line to slap somebody with. And then B, um, you know, EJ was always really good to Scott Muni, and I know how much that meant to Earl. A monkey with arthritis is a funny line. One line so they make it turn on Keith Richards? No, it really can't. But you guys already gave him the win. Uh, Kelly Osborne trashed Christina Aguilera. She's one of the most disgusting human beings in the entire world. I'll go with Christina Aguilera here. Uh, basically, Kelly Osborne used to eat hoagies two at a time. It's really not her place to call someone else disgusting. I doubt very much she's ever eaten a Philadelphia sandwich. I can't Fish picture. Yeah, I can't picture her in Philadelphia eating hoagies. Beans. Uh, heck, she got on this. Give me Kelly Osborne because yesterday Christina Aguilera wouldn't sign the CD I got for to, for us for her to get signed. So All right, fuck that go. bitch. Fuck her and her attitude. 
Uh, and one more. I'm sorry. Was Christina's uh, dad in fucking Black Sabbath? I don't think so. Maybe if you fucking if your dad ends up in a goddamn big band, maybe we'd like you a little more. She never had a reality show either. She didn't. Oh, and try acting like you suddenly became fucking Lady Gaga. Did you see her the other night at the MTV Awards? Have you seen her new video? It's the Lady Gaga. It's she's Lady Gaga. She is ripped off her entire act. So she's done ripping off Britney Spears. Yeah. And then Fergie, and now Lady Gaga. Yeah. It's crazy. The new video, it's, it's, it's entire, the entire gimmick. You're not taking offense to this no sign rule? We were going to give it to one of our listeners. The, um, I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? I, I didn't understand what you said. Christina Aguilera didn't sign the, the thing for our listeners? I didn't know about that. Even after you heard it? Yeah. It, well, it, well, the Gaga thing pisses me off, too. I may uh, tag out and go with Kelly Osbourne. What are you going to do? Let me go with Osborne. All right. And I'm going to also put you down for Elton John. No. So that's Elton John. Uh, yeah, it's already done. Once you switch, I get to fix another thing that you switch on. I didn't know that was the rules. You're not listening to anything. Yeah, those are the rules he said before. Are you here today? Yes, I am. I'm here. Uh, Paul Weller, Trash Sting, and Bono. Uh, I don't like them because their music is rubbish. I don't like how conceited they are and how seriously they take themselves. Who do you got, Hicks? Oh, give me Paul Weller. I agree with everything he said about fucking Sting and Bono. You're really sick of both of them, huh? Oh, 100%. 100%. And you were the world's biggest Sting fan. For a while there, sure. <laughs> Does he? I am going with Sting and Bono. Mm -hmm. Based mostly on the fact that I'm not sure who Paul Weller is. Well, you weren't listening when I just talked about it. You said who he was? Yes, I said he's a guy who discovered penicillin, which is fantastic. I'm going to pick Paul Weller because let's have a last name, shall we, boys? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Now, because of you, Bono, no one else can use that name because there'll be confusion. Ah, this music's fantastic, isn't it? Used Seven to love off. it. Yeah. Uh, Bono uh, trashes Chris Martin. He's a wanker. Uh, who you got, Hicks? Now I'm on Bono's side again. I, <laughs> I can hate Coldplay. <laughs> All right. This is this is a nightmare for you, Fuzzy. I am sticking with Bono. Mm. Uh, I'm going to pick Chris Martin because Dean Martin was so fantastic. <laughs> And I really don't think that his kids should be talked to that way. I don't think they're related. All right, then I'm going to switch that for you. And you're now taking uh, Chris Martin. So you've just had your last three votes changed. They and don't I'm, feel like votes anymore. I'm going to reach back and ch uh, change the last vote that you had for president. Uh, Beth Ditto uh, trashes Katy Perry. She's a boner dyke. Hicks, you got. I like boner dyke. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But I'm gonna go Katy Perry. She's Based a nice on? girl. She's just a piece of ass. I don't know. You really think she's attractive, huh? Yeah. Buzz? I'm going Katy Perry. Just looks fun. Getting married to Russell Brand looks like a fun couple. I'm gonna support them. Yeah. If they get married, I'll give you a buck. <laughs> oh, they're in it for a long haul, Ron. Yeah, sure they are. I just read the last Rolling Stone. He followed some fucking chick to the bathroom. Uh, 
Robbie Williams trashed Noel Gallagher. He's a mean-spirited dwarf. Fez, who you got? I'm going to go with Robbie Williams here. Not mm. a fan of the Gallagher brothers. That, uh, Hicks? Come on, Oasis is a lot better than fucking Robbie Williams. Give me no. I'm going to pick uh, Noel Gallagher because at least he did Unmasked. And... Didn't get upset when I poured water all over him. That was just regular Gallagher. Just that, because of that, you're switching your vote. It's three Gallagher's to no Williams. I didn't vote for Gallagher. Pink trash Kanye West. Kanye is the biggest piece of shit on earth, she said. Fez, who you got? I'm going to go with pink here. Mm -hmm. Basically, I like the color, and Kanye West, not a big fan there either. Because of race. Thank you. It's great to hear from the South. Uh, Higgs, who you got? Uh, give me uh, Kanye, because he got drunk and harassed Taylor Swift. I normally would have went to for uh, Pink on this, but we've already found out that Christina Aguilera is one of the most disgusting human beings on the entire Earth. Stop <laughs> stealing the entire Earth thing from Kelly Osbourne, Pink. Now listen to this song. Who doesn't like this? You know, he's got to be careful with that N-word. He's going to find himself the next Imus. He loves it. Um, yeah, he does. The funny thing is, you didn't hear anybody disagree with him. Uh, Boy George trash Madonna. She's just a vile, hideous human being with no redeeming qualities. That's who you got. Well, I took Madonna before, but I'm going to go Team Boy George here. Why is that? Uh, Team Boy George, I think it's just, I think he's a better performer than Madonna. Yeah, that's been known for years. He draws big all over the world while Madonna plays at an outhouses. Hicks, who you got? Give him Madonna. Because? Don't be a gaysist. I'll be a gaysist. All right. So what he's doing. He, just because he's gay. I'm going to pick Boy George because when he mounted those uh, candles on his head in that Broadway play, I thought was fucking amazing. I just wish he would melt more candles on his head. Uh, David Bowie uh, trashed Elton John, said Elton John is the Liberace of rock, the token queen. Who do you got, Fez? I got David Bowie against Elton John here. Mm-hmm. Still he based is, on? He is still the token queen playing for uh, Massa Limbaugh. Mm, I like that with the Massa. You're making fun of black people, and that's good. Uh, goes to show you're a racist. Not a gayist, but a racist. Hicks? That's all. Well, I guess David Bowie, even though he was kind of gay in his 70s, right? Yeah, he was just the early 70s. <laughs> well, I guess I'm fucked either way. He, he proves that you can be cured, though. True. Although, you'll just end up with black chicks the rest of your life. Um, I think I'm going to take David Bowie on this one. Um, mainly because Elton John didn't say anything back to him. I think Elton John could have got off a better line, but he just didn't say it. Uh, Fred Durst, uh, Scotch, uh, Scotch, oh, I'm not even doing this. I hate both of them. Scott Stappa, what was his fucking band? Creed. Mm. He said uh, the guy's an egomaniac, he's a fucking punk. He's backstage right now acting like fucking Michael Jackson. 
No, I, I take nobody. There's no winners in that. Fred Durst would have gone around saying that he was the one who fucked Michael Jackson. He should have said, Stop should have said, um, Fred Durst needs to rehearse. I'll take Stop because he had that weird fucking, like, porn tape with Kid Rock in that fucking bus. Kid Rock hated him for that. Oh, yeah. Kid Rock hasn't <laughs> talked to him since. Uh, Liam Gallagher, he's back, Fez, and I know you like him, trashed uh, George Harrison. I think he's a fucking nipple. All right, I don't even think that's an insult. I it don't is. know what that means. You know, you really want to be a nipple? I'm staying off the Gallagher bandwagon going with George Harrison. Hex, who you got? I'm taking the Gallaghers. I'm for both of them. He is a nipple, George Harrison. Yeah, but maybe there's nothing wrong with it. So I'm going to take George Harrison, mainly because he was the shy beetle. And he got in trouble for stealing uh, My Sweet Lord from uh, He's So Fine. Paul McCartney trashed John Lennon. He could be a maneuvering swine. Fez, uh, who you got? I'm going to take John Lennon here. I don't like Paul McCartney... Uh, talking ill of the dead. Well, I don't think he was dead when he said it. Oh. No one starts fights with a dead guy. Uh, Hicks, who you got? Give me Paul. I'll pull a David Mac. Give me Paul for English tea. So you're going to actually just give that as the uh, as the love fucking vote. I'm going to pick John Lennon, uh, mainly because I want to get a character going called Bearded John Lennon. Uh, Moby trashed Eminem. I think he's a misogynist and a homophobe. Fez, I think we know how you're voting. I'm going Moby. Hmm. Eminem, come on. I'm going to pick Eminem, and that's only because he's a misogynist and a homophobe. Yeah, I don't know what Moby had to think about there. Oh, you're mad at him for not going all out. Yeah, just say he's a misogynist and a homophobe. Stuart Copeland trash Sting. The mighty Sting momentarily looks like a petulant pansy instead of the god of rock. He got. Give me Stuart Copeland, but Stuart, he was never the god of rock. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Buzz. I'm going Stuber, Stuart Copeland just because of Petulant Pansy. I love alliteration. Yeah, I. that's the reason I'm voting against him. Petulant should never come up in an insult. <laughs> uh, Carlos Santana, trash Gene Simmons. He's not a musician. He's an entertainer. Buzz, who you got? I'll take Carlos Santana here. Mm. Hicks? Fuck Gene Simmons. I'm going to take Gene Simmons, and I'll tell you why. You ever hear the Santana Army? Nope. This fucking Gene Simmons has an army. I thought they were called the Santanaoids or something. Like a robot army. I switched, I switched <laughs> that. I'm going with Santana. Don Henley trashed Joe Walsh. It sounds like he's got a clothespin on his nose. I'll go Don Henley in this one. Mm. I like Joe Walsh for that crazy like video blog he had like on his website. I'm going to pick uh, Joe Walsh um, because Don Henley must die. That was the song. Um, I don't think he can get better than that. Sammy Hagar trashed David Lee Roth. I just saw a guy who's half the singer and half the performer he used to be who spray paints his hair on before he goes on stage and still acts like he's in Van Halen in 1982. He got this. I'm going to take Hagar here. Sounds about right. Hicks? I guess Hagar. I'm going to take uh, David Lee Roth because Van Halen in 1982 beat all the other Van Halens. I never liked Van Hagar. Uh, Christina's back. She trashes Britney Spears. Her diss was, she's let herself go. Going with Miss Britney Spears here. 
bald-headed and beaten a window out of a van. Still more talented than Christina Aguilera. Um, Hicks, who you got? Give me Britney Spears. Fuck Christina Aguilera. I'm going to take Christina because I don't even think this was a diss. This was just facts. She's <laughs> let herself go. It's just, it's short, it's easy, and it tells the entire story. Uh, Robert Smith tra trashed Morrissey. If Morrissey says don't eat meat, then I'll eat meat because I hate Morrissey. Who you got, Hicks? Give me Robert Smith. Fuck Morrissey. I'll take Robert Smith. I enjoy eating meat. And it gives you a way to be a gaysist, so I do uh, support yeah. you for that. Fez Watley, sworn gaysist. I like how Morrissey always used to say, what, he's, like, he's asexual and doesn't comment on it? That's, yeah. He's gay. Come on. Yeah. What asexual equals gay for a man. For a woman, it just means obese. No, no, fuck that. She's let herself go. And Denver and uh, the surrounding areas, they're now starting to do festivals and things like that in cemeteries. Why does Fez always act like he's never heard of things before? You've never been to a goddamn cemetery party when you were a kid. Never, never heard of this. You had plenty of room, plenty of parking, and easy to roll the keg up. And no one's fucking there. Yeah, nobody's there at night. I would absolutely. And I know that you think this comes from the surrounding areas of Denver. Mm hmm. But it's, it's, it's as old as teenage boys. Well, these are things like organized with fireworks and potluck dinners. Remember the, the club I met you at? Mm -hmm. uh, the bartender there? He and his friends used to drink at a cemetery. They dug up a grave and drank out of the skull. Oh, that's disgusting. I didn't tell the story like it was supposed to make you feel good. I wanted to tell you just how fucking crazy that place was. This is when they were kids, though. What the fuck? He doesn't do it anymore. They all had to act like we're all buddies and, you know, blood brothers for life. They drank out of a skull. So then we're sitting there. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning, slightly gacked. I said to him, I go, these blood brothers are yours. He goes, I said, you ever see him again? He goes, oh, no, not in 15 years. Isn't it weird how you hit that thing when you're a teenager? It's just us forever. Oh, yeah. And then that falls apart real quick. Nice and peaceful in the cemetery, Fez. And I know you believe in ghosts and things are going to pull you down in there. It's not going to happen. It's not only creepy in that respect, it's disrespectful. Someone's planting a... If I'm buried in a cemetery, I don't want some family coming in there with a bucket of wings sitting, laying down a uh, tablecloth and sitting on me and having dinner. You'll be dead. doesn't matter where they are. Actually, I, now that you've said that story, I kind of want my skull to be turned to some sort of chalice. I will definitely drink out of your skull. Fuck yeah, all right. The thing is, I don't know if I can drink that much. Because you, seriously, you got a fucking head like a punch bowl. Yeah, it's gigantic. <laughs> I haven't buying hats. Seriously. I'm guessing. They won't sell them to you. You ought to just fucking have a shower curtain and a belt. See if you can't make something for yourself. I didn't even notice, so I'm looking at you now. You'd kill a man drinking out of your skull. Whatever. We'll be a fucking challenge then. Seeing a fucking globe in a funny shirt. By the way, how's that uh, that shirt of yours? Is it selling online now since uh, Pixie put out the picture? I haven't, I, haven't, uh, I haven't seen that yet, no. I want a giant version of that for my wall. Cool. And you think I'm bullshitting. So Old Chalice Head wants somebody to drink out of their head. That's why they call me Old Chalice Head. <laughs>
That's a crazy fucking title. It's a crazy thing for you to even brag about. I had no idea. What Don't. story uh, inspired me, actually? It should. It should. Uh... Oh, by the way, have you seen the John Casal documentary? Uh, no, I haven't, but I'm hopefully going to just try to find online. Are you familiar with this gentleman, folks? No, I don't know who that is. Remember when Dave was on the show? Mm-hmm. Me and Dave talked about him constantly. Maybe you just took off your headphones, sat back, and thought about the size of fucking Hicks's head. But with Dave gone, you got to pay attention to me now. Uh, John Casale did five films. Five films is all he did. Every film was nominated for Academy Award. He did The Godfather... Godfather 2. He was Fredo. Okay. He did Dog Day Afternoon. He did The Conversation. And then he did one more film. Oh, uh, the one with uh, Robert De Niro, the Vietnam film. Deer Hunter. He did Deer Hunter. Those five films. Then he got cancer and died. He actually had cancer during Deer Hunter. In the time that he did those five films, he also had a girlfriend. Meryl Streep. Was his girlfriend. Not only that, she stayed with him while he died. Everybody who knew them was like, she was the best to him. It's exactly the way. So even though he has this short life, he has five films that will never be forgotten. And the respect of the greatest actors. You know, I mean, De Niro was talking about him. Al Pacino was talking about him. Meryl Streep was talking about him. Then in the uh, younger guys, Philip Seymour Hoffman is saying, this was the greatest actor who ever lived. All this thing, but uh, obviously flamed out very, very early. And some of the greatest roles ever. I mean, as in fucking Dog Day Afternoon, that character was amazing. It was unbelievable. So good. And people sit around and talk about that. Joe was just like how he... Well, Steve Buscemi was like, I love this guy. And I'm laughing because I never thought of but Steve Puscemi would have been fucking great in all those roles. He really is like the modern-day John Cassell. Except uh, no Oscar nominations. Well, except for... Well, no, not, has he ever been an Oscar Cassell nom- never got nominated either. It's oh, just yeah. that just all the films. the films were nominated. They still should name an award after him, though. It's an incredible feat to pull off. Well, the fact that you pulled it off is because you... <laughs> That's a terrible thing. I mean, it was just—it was just like luck. Like he died. Yeah, that's the thing. He did not have the long career where we can't sit around and make fun of him like we do with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino today. The guy went out early. Uh, the feat was getting cancer and dying. Um, but it's an amazing documentary uh, to watch, mainly even to see these other people that you consider like the best actors. Just sitting around talking about him. No, I can't wait to see it. It's been out for a while. It was playing a BAM a few months ago. Played a BAM, yeah. and now I think it went straight to HBO. Well, maybe off the bootlegs from HBO. HBO was getting, uh, like, there's like 100 docs on there now. It's a summer of docs. And they're also doing a thing with HBO Family. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in under Ron Bankton Recommends. Uh, they're doing, it's like a little reality show, and the kids are being taught by geniuses. And this Friday is kids, high school kids, being taught about uh, architecture by Frank Geary. And they're just like bringing in like Liv Ullman and all these 
brilliant people to teach kids. I can't wait to see it. I saw the commercial for it. I was excited. So are they teach them trades, basically, or just the concepts? I think just the concepts, but just a chance for high school-aged kids to brush up against greatness. That's pretty cool. Uh, for this, I call it Fame for Architects. Fame, I'm going to make a building. Um, do you ever have any dreams like that when you were a kid, Fuzz? Oh, I always dreamt about being president of the United States. I thought for sure that I would get elected president and thought about it all first the time. First president with a secret? First president without a first lady? Well, at that point, I was still thinking there would be a first lady. I'm going to tell you the truth. I think you'd be a great president, and the main reason is you handle pressure so well and you think on your feet. <laughs> oh, I would just be screaming down the Gulf Shore. Not only uh, am, I, am I pretty sure you couldn't be president, I don't even think you should be a citizen. I think you're a detriment to the United States of America. I'd like to see you lose your vote. I lost it during the trash this wars. What's he saying? I don't know. Hmm, thanks. Because I don't want to know whether it's just me, but I don't know what the trash this wars were. I guess some old Greek thing that he thought was true. Would you, how fast would you just go to a nuke? Or would you too be scared of nuke? Do yourself a favor. Turn a nuke on yourself, Fezzy. I'd like to see the first time that you sat and talked to the nation broke into tears. I just had millions of Americans go like this. Our president is crying. We're fucked. And I guess he... When it came to the nukes, I wouldn't even want the suitcase around me. Take That's that away. football. Yeah, take that away in case something goes wrong. One thing would be great, like, if you were president of Russia. We'd sleep like babies at night. The great thing about Fez, if he was president, he'd be constantly insulting the first lady of other countries. She's the reason all this started. I could start an incident, though. I know that you're not a gay cis, Fez, mm -hmm. but you're definitely a misogynist. You hate women. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's... I don't, it's just the way I feel. I, I will walk down the street and see women that I don't know, and just from a look and a perceived attitude, I'm like, I can't stand that person. Mm. It just, to me, it, I don't know, there's like a sense of entitlement with some women that just makes me go off on an entire gender. Hmm. So it's, it's very odd. It's, it's, um, well, you're very odd. Oh, sure. You don't have to say it is. You should just say I'm odd, and I say crazy things. So yeah, it's uh, I do not enjoy women. I feel like it's uh, they, a lot of them use people, and I just I don't. What do you mean by use? Where it's like they use their um, their feminine features and their womanly vials to uh, get things that they want. Their womanly vials or wiles, mm. I meant. Mm. That's interesting. Um. Do you feel like they've stole your friends? That happens a lot. Mm. Yeah. Where that's a lot of times that's where jealousy will come in. Jealousy. Not in day it tortures me. So you've had best buddies and then lost them to women. Right, yeah. Where it's like I've even you know, where it's where I didn't think it would last and then it does last, so that's like even worse. Where I think I know the guy better than she does. And uh -huh. this is just a, oh, this is just a face. He's going to dump you like a hot potato, toots. Has it ever happened? No, it hasn't. 
Poor Fez Watley, he never wins. So you think that's the main reason that you hate women? I think so, yeah. I think it's a it's a jealousy issue when they come and you you got your buddies and they come and take your buddies away. And right now you got no buddies, right? No. I ain't got no buddies. No buddies. No buddies. Nobody got fez. And you blame that all on the women. Mm-hmm. And their breasts and vaginas. Yeah. So as they sneak in and just take someone out from underneath you. Did you ever think of this? Life would be better if it was just a, a man planet? Like Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Men? That, I hadn't thought of that, but I like the idea of it. What? He would just like a Planet of Men. No thanks. Then we could all be buddies. I guess, but... I'd still think you'd be alone. Even in a Planet of the Men. You know why? Why? Dress bad. Poor Watley. You know, maybe that answers something for us, though, Hicks. Maybe he had a little crush on Dave. Wow. Mind-blowing, right? That's telling. My mind is fucking blown right now. Plane of the Men, starring Fez Watley and Davey Mack. Oh, God. And it's just a matter of time. It's a ticking time bomb. You become friends with a guy, you hang out, you go drinking, whatever, and it's just a matter of time before that poison gets in there. No, you haven't uh, had somebody like, that you thought about that way in about, what, five, six years? Right, yeah. So really, is it just that one instance? Is that the one that's still bothering you when uh, you had that certain buddy? Um, no, I think there's a couple of instances there. What's the other one? Where I got, uh... Oh, Flipper Till? Uh-huh. Yep. So you, But you always act like you like his chick. Well, I mean, at this point, there's a point where, you know, it's... You either accept... When you first or you're met out her? of the picture. When you first met her, did you hate her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was... Yeah, there was problems there. Did she know, or it was just in your own head? No, I think she knew. Oh, no, she always acts like she likes you. Well, I think she always did like me. I, I think it was just one way. Hmm. It wasn't like we were feuding. She didn't want to feud. It was all me and my jealousy issues. You hate Hicks's chick? I'm not fond of her. Oh, come on. What the fuck? The other thing about women, they always point out that you eat lettuce wraps. That happens. Seems to happen every time I eat lettuce wraps. No, now you're just playing. Now I know when. Now I know when he's just joking for effect. Isn't the Dave really wrong? Listen to Dave. He's still single. No gal will ever take Dave away from you. Not Diamond Dave. It's Dave TV. All Dave, all the time. If I hung out with David Lee Roth, he'd meet Miss Wright tomorrow. 
Oh, you think you, you've got that jinx, huh? Yeah. Where I'm just not destined. Right, but... I'm going to put this uh, gentle. Let's use David Lee Roth. Okay. And let's suppose you're hanging out with David Lee Roth. And you're worried that your buddy David Lee Roth is going to meet some guy that takes him away, right? Right, yeah. Even if he does it, he's not going to suck your dick, Fez. He's a straight boy. What if he gets roofied? Rape? That's something yeah. you're proud of? Oh, yeah, I had the best rape last night. I don't see how you can even brag about that. came so hard. It's great. I came so hard, he passed out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're blaming the women, and there's only one woman to blame here. Who? And she's got a white beard. She's 248 pounds, bad heart, and... and Wait a minute, thin, bad heart? Very thin arteries. I guess thin arteries. What's wrong with you there? Yeah, the, I mean, they're thin, but they didn't start that way. They got narrowed. Okay, that's none of my business. But the point is this, Fez. You're not, that's the one Why you're, you're bothering and you're blaming the women? Mm-hmm. Those people were just doing their thing. You were the odd fucking person out from the beginning. Right, but their thing always gets in the way of my thing. Your thing would not have happened because they weren't part of your thingdom. And your last buddy there from six years ago, we still see around, he has no idea any of these thoughts ever took place. No. I talked to him yesterday. I saw him in the hall, and he's asking me about an unmasked. I'm like, and like, uh, Watley's next to me, so me and him are just like talking, and I, Watley's getting all uncomfortable, so I have to keep going like, you know what I mean, Fez? Like, right, like we're not ignoring Fez. Because you became a crazy, weirdly jealous that the two of us were talking business. Oh, yeah. Even even though it's like six years later, yeah, it's, it still creeps up on me. No. Creep. Just you're a creep. The creep is still there. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a fucking weirdo Hawaiian shirt. Uh, here's a cool story. There's an international team of researchers. Uh, they've made these windowless steel capsules. And on Thursday, they're going to seal people in it for 520 days to simulate a flight to Mars. Intended to help real space crews cope with the confinement, stress, fatigue of inter interplanetary travel. Um Could you do this, Hicks? I think so. I think I can, but if, once I get in there, I might have a freak out, but I think I could. I think I could hang out with six people for fucking a year. A year, a year and a half, 520 actually. is like a year and a yeah. half. And here's the problem. It's not even like at the end of this, you're going to find yourself on Mars. You're just going <laughs> to get out and so still be here. You haven't fucking done Jack Dick. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to do it. I guess if you want to do this with, like, five guys, pick five homeless guys. A time travel? 
It's because every one of our Mars movies, someone goes crazy on the way there. Well, aren't they supposed to put to sleep until they are there? I don't watch Mars movies anymore because there's always a monster at the end. It's just a fucking alien movie over and over. But yeah, most of the time they put in like wherever hypersleep or they're fucking frozen and then they, they wake up wherever, however many years back. I remember seeing a movie. It was on TV. I saw it when I was a kid. And even then it was an old movie. And I think it was called Robinson Crusoe on Mars. And a guy was like shipwrecked on Mars with his monkey. And it was pretty fucking interesting until, like, I don't know, people came down from Jupiter or whatever, and he had to fuck with them. Oh, that era of science fiction was the shit. Where yeah. They didn't really know what the hell was going to happen. Right. It was like, sky's the limit. It's like, yeah, so a guy's going to end up here with a monkey as his <laughs> fucking companion. And then they basically could breathe there. They only had to get, like, little extra things of breath. Well, it'll be the future, so. I guess. In the future, there'll be more air on Mars, I guess. Well, you want to do this, because you ain't doing nothing anyway. Well, I think I could probably pull it off. It would be, you know, like not coming out of my apartment for quite a long while. Let's see how long we can seal you in the elevator here. Uh, that's a little bit too small of the confinement quarters. How big do you think this is going to be? <laughs> a Star Trek thing? It's a capsule. Sardine can, man. And how are you going to be able to piss and shit in front of the other guys? I would have to wait till everyone was asleep. Oh, Watley. Oh. And then just try to go silently in the middle of the night. I think they're all, someone's always awake on there. They're sleeping <laughs> shifts. Great. I would have to go on my shift. The co-pilot will fucking know, though. Where did you shit? In your pants? Yeah, it would, it, would, it would end up there because I would get uncomfortable about that. One problem I would have is going through the supplies too quickly. We have to be in here for a year and a half, and we've only been in here for a month, and all the uh, pizza rolls are gone. Yeah, they're gone, and somebody's shit during the night. Somebody's been eating and shitting all night. Hey, make sure you help our buddy Franklin. Franklin, he is up for uh, for the Pepsi Refresh Project. Go to 202friendsontwitter.com. Vote for him to win this project. I just found this out. You can vote every single day. I wish our elections were like that. You can just sit and vote every day. This would be like Idol. What's wrong with that? I think that we should just vote for Best Singer to be our next president. This year, our president would be Lee DeWeese. He was on uh, Letterman the other night, two nights ago. Letterman loved him. Loved him. Couldn't stop talking about mixing paint. Letterman was completely interested in how you mix paint with that little machine. He didn't break the Billboard Top Ten with his single that came out, the Beautiful Day cover. Where did he hit? I think he was 12th. How many people do you think debut with a number 12 song? Probably not a lot, but they don't have the American Idol backing behind them. Well, the American Idol backing doesn't seem to have the same heat. But I guarantee you, take somebody who's a giant star, Madonna, I don't know who else sold a lot of singles, Rod Stewart, those people didn't debut their first week out being at number 12. You're normally at, like, number 180. Have a slow build there, Lee DeWise. Yeah. Was he changing it to DeWise? I don't know. I, don't, I never watched Idol, so I'm just trying to remember what you guys said. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how about Fez earlier? I'm sorry, what were you talking about? 
What do words mean? Things. Is this him saying it? Or? No, it's just a YouTube version. Okay. It's much better. So I was going to say, he sounds just like those fuckers. He's now in a cover band. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to get out of here because uh, we're going off to doing unmasked uh, with Lee DeWeese is the weirdest fucking thing. Or DeWise, which is the face? I think it's DeWise. All right, Lies DeWise is going to be the next. Is it Unmasked or Unmasked? If it was Unmasked, I think that would be like on a Spanish fucking channel. One Masked. Letterman was like this the other night. So you like to sing songs? He was like someone's grandfather trying to figure out American Idol after it's been on for 10 years. What do people vote? Where's paint come from? And I was just like, I'm watching at home. I'm going like this. This is the guy fucking interns? All right. That's his way of doing things. So uh, we got to get out of here, Fez. You got anything you need to uh, plug? No, I believe that is it. Uh, bold spots. Well, I don't want to plug those. They, I, You're not bold. It could be painful. Although the, the hairline's getting high. Oh, yeah. It's getting high on both sides. I pull, think... pull the hair back. Oh, you're doing that thing where you just drop the squiggy down. I think it looks great. Yeah. It's getting in, It's getting to be thinner Turn and thinner. sideways. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's weird because, oh, the side hair, of course, mm -hmm. will come in like bozo, like Larry Fine. I think I'm okay in the back. You've also got a weird copper thing in your hair. Oh, yeah, that's from my vitiligo. Why does it turn your hair copper? Because what I did was I tried to put some Just for Men in there to cover up the white spots. No, man, that's good. Let the white spots come in. And then what happened was the Just for Men basically rusted. So now I've got, like, copper, two big copper strands yeah, on the side of my head. You look like a fucking crazy prospector. You don't want to do that. That's uh, not a good look. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. Let's get some overalls. Some pants. You want to do that? Start fucking panning for gold? Did I hear copper? Oh, that's good. Your regular voice. You finally stopped doing the Fez character. Let Todd Hillier come through. All right, I wish I could stay around, but in, you know, moments. You're starting the unmasked. So, um, Das is Das. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Way up to Mars. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Drive me out of
to watch things on TV.